Hello and welcome, one and all, to the Charisma Vacuum Podcast. My name is Daniel, and I'm delighted to welcome you to this episode 005 of the show. I'm very pleased and very honoured that you take the time to spend your morning, afternoon, evening with us. The Charisma Vacuum Podcast is just a... I don't really know what we talk about. It's just general nerdery and geekdom stuff. We have a good time. We hope you have a good time too. We're currently streaming live on twitch.tv slash charismavacuum as we do every Thursday at 9pm UK time. You may also be listening to the show on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox and a whole host of other podcast providers. If you'd like to chat with us in the Twitch chat, please feel free to do so. We also uh, encourage you to do likewise on the YouTube comments. Or if you'd like to get in touch via email, you can do so at charismavacuumpodcast at gmail.com. All that good stuff out of the way, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He goes by the name Mr. Matt. He has his own jingle. I'm going to wait for the background noise to go. There we go. So I will introduce him with his very own jingle. Here we go. Call Mr. Matt. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Matt. It is Mr. Matt. Welcome to the show, Mr. Matt. Thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, So, yeah. Welcome one and all. Now all that good stuff is out of the way to the Charisma Vacuum podcast. Episode 005. I'm amazed it's lasted this long. What do you think? I'm I'm amazed we made it uh, to episode three, to be honest, given how short our attention spans are and how long the episodes tend to wind on for. I would have thought we'd have burnt ourselves out. Well, sometime after the pilot, but sometime before this. I thought that you were just going to stop talking after you said, I thought we'd have just burnt ourselves out and then just trailed off and gone and started playing with a Game Boy or something. Oh man, I could really do with a Game Boy right now. <laughs> after the home. Ah, oh, it's all fully charged and everything. <laughs> this episode's topic, uh, following on from last week's uh, Thanksgiving show, uh, the first um, of a special two-part. Last week, we just gave thanks. It sounds really sappy, but for our friendship and just looking at the foundations of our friendship and uh, and exploring all of the good stuff that built it to what it is today, all these years later, uh, this week, we're taking a slightly more... I wouldn't say it's a more cynical edge, but it's a, certainly a, a less frilly, fluffy edge. Uh, and that's the <laughs> consumerism aspect of the holiday. Yeah. Um, oh, hell, our lord and master absolutely so um we are recording this on thursday the 26th of november today is actually thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving to all the american listeners out there um but we figured uh, we'd preempt black friday tomorrow uh with uh, with a special black friday edition happy black friday bundaroo <laughs> oh that was another thing i meant to line up and completely yeah i know I'm, oh. i was going to give you a prompt but i figure that done a year goes by that you don't throw it out there that uh, you would have been geared up for i it. just so a little behind the scenes uh we are currently well we are running 15 minutes late for the show and that's all my problem my my fault just it is all your problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> I always seem to get caught up with uh, with real life dramas that uh, that push these things back, and I didn't get uh, properly um, prepared the way I would have liked. But I can easily find it when uh, when Matt starts filling. Um, you rather stupidly decided to spend this Thanksgiving with your family and loved ones rather than doing the sensible thing like me and just sitting alone in a chair in a dark room, waiting for Discord to go off. So my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I do. Whenever I'm not talking to you or other people, I just, I'm just blank. 
I might as well just be a mannequin. I just power down and sit and wait until social cues or motion gears me back up again. Well, that's a, a very humorous image, and it's a, it's a great uh, little avatar to portray, but we both know that that's not true. Uh, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit and say that Matt <coughs> has some very good news that uh, that he told me yesterday. He's worked very hard at his studies, and he's won a very prestigious award. So from uh, me to you, Matt, and from the entire Charisma Vacuum family, which is just me and you, uh, but <laughs> it sounds more glamorous, uh, all the listeners, congratulations on your uh, on your achievement for your hard work in your field. Um, oh, thank you. I, I genuinely didn't expect that to be coming, so uh, that's really really nice of you, Dan. Thank you. I hope it uh, helps you on your long and prosperous journey to your job of becoming a uh, bagpacker at the local supermarket. <laughs> I thought you were going to say on the long journey to the next degree I decided to take up, then abandon <laughs> after several months. <laughs> I've got four in the bag so far. Roll on number five. <laughs> I'm going to be the best damn media. <laughs> this, that school guy the world's ever seen. Yeah, I've not done graphic design yet. Maybe I'll do that. Or something really pointless like English lit. Uh, geology, I think, would, would complement just the randomness of your... Uh, of your uh, vast wall of certificates quite nicely. <laughs> yeah, it is missing a meteorology uh, degree. <laughs> Why not? I can tell the weather. I've got a window, I think. It's beyond the curtains, but I'm pretty sure it's out there. <laughs> who who needs windows? As you say, they're just stuck behind curtains anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so let's kick on with the show. Mr. Matt, it's nice to have you as always. What have you been up to this week? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, but on your nice little rejig last week, I decided to buy in a bit of sweet life. Sweet life. Uh, a bit of sweet life. Oh, a bit of sweet life. Sorry, I thought, yeah. I thought you were like <laughs> a bit. I a bit. To get myself a sweet ass life. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that? Uh, that kids' TV show, Sweet Life with Zach and Cody, is it? That was on the Disney Channel. It's just a little bit past our generation, but that, I was really? like, what? Yeah, have you never heard of that? No, I'm just picturing that. Is it Phoebus and Florbal? No. The kids with green hair. No, let me let me try and find it. Let me bring it up. There's uh, no doubt people screaming at the TV. It was like huge. It's a major meme uh, thing. Okay, let me... Da-da-da-da-da. There it is. It's. I think it's like these two twins or something. And they, oh, no. they live in a hotel. So you're like, I decided to get me a bit of the sweet life. <laughs> this is how, what a random uh, little statement. He's just I caught up the entire the, season. I remember the Mighty Ducks TV show. Um, that had Tim Curry in it. Um, no, if it was live action and Disney, I I just didn't care. <laughs> no, it was a 2000 thing. Uh, oh, really? It looks so old. Is that a vintage poster? No, uh, well, so old. It's like, did it say two thousand five? Hang on, I've... is that old now? Well, fifteen years. I mean, it's oh god. Uh, uh, hang on, I've completely got rid of it off my screen. Sweet life. Zach Does this mean that Cody. when I go to the clubs, I can't wear my heroes save the cheerleader save the world shirt to pull chicks? <laughs> you say <laughs> that as though that ever happened in the first place. <laughs> That's right. I've never owned a shirt. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, 2005 to 2008. I only know it because of the memes. Uh, I've never seen it in my life, but it was uh, it was a show that earned a lot of memes. Uh, so right, so you, you haven't picked up the full 
season box set of the sweet life of zach and cody you um what did you say you were doing no, I, decided buy, I decided to buy a bit of sweet life instead but i, I think now i'm gonna to have to go on to amazon and see if they got it on the black friday sale because <laughs> uh, i got money to burn <laughs> I'd, I'd love to turn that into a, a video series just wasting your cash prize i think that'd be uh i think that'd be pretty pretty fun well it's a special consumerist topic so you know let's go yeah. go into shows we've ne- going to uh, into stores we've never been in before and uh and at making the most ridiculous claims uh, excuse me <laughs> have like... you got a man-sized fedora <laughs> <laughs> i want an apple fit for a king <laughs> Uh, it's another uh, Simpsons mannerism. Uh, mannerism. What do I mean about another Simpsonsism? Uh, is it the fedora with the perfume and an apple floating in it? Is that a? Uh... Oh, yeah, the fanciest of all drinks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, a bit of sweet life. Uh, have you? Did you? Mm. Did you watch it? Or have you just bought it? No, no, I just bought it. It's it, it's sitting and staring at me in the uh, the cellophane down on the floor. Buy a replacement copy of Thirty Rock Season Four because my disc has disc rot. Yay! Disc um, rot? You never heard of disc rot? I've, no, that's no. Yeah, it's basically um, <clears throat> Warner um, discs were quite notorious for it. They had a sort of like free uh, exchange because uh, it got so bad at one point. Um, but yeah, basically, it's just over time the disc files can just become corrupted and you get blips and freezing and distortion sound can drop out the whole thing can just freeze um and it can just happen at any time no i didn't know that is this just something that happens on warner dvds um it it was pretty bad on warner i think it was a pressing issue that had or just some software corruption um every now and again i'll uh, i'll pick up a disc and there'll be either a tiny glitch and it's like okay i can ignore that or it will start creeping and spreading every other time I go back to it. It's like, oh, great, I've got to rebuy that now. So, yeah, I had to rebuy 30 Rock Season 4. Uh, just recently or, or in the past? Oh, yeah, just recently when I was rewatching it the other week. That I'd be furious. I'll be honest. I would be absolutely furious if I... Uh... It's, yeah, it's one of the main reasons I don't want to have to go back through my DVD collection or Blu-ray collection because... The off chance that any of them could be corrupted, or the whole thing, the entire wall needs uh, replacing, is just too horrible and expensive a prospect to bear. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I stopped buying DVDs a long time ago for, uh, you know, I just figured I'd start buying Blu-rays. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I don't, I don't watch either. <laughs> so now that I really do just keep all my DVDs purely for the uh, aesthetic, aesthetic reasons. Um, Would um, Lord of the Rings have been the last Blu-ray that you... Uh that you owned no i i bought a load of secondhand blu-rays um just because i felt there are a lot of films that i really want in my collection but there's no way i'm paying full price and um i did a tester with music magpie uh, i just bought one blu-ray just to see what the quality was like and it was pretty much brand new and so i thought you know what this is what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna buy blu-rays that i really want secondhand and so i bought the matrix trilogy the uh, original Spider-Man trilogy, uh, the Mission Impossible collection. Um, what else did I get? I'm just trying to look at them now. My eyes aren't too good. Uh, when I gaze upon them with my old eyes. Yeah. Uh, Looper 
Boyhood, which I still need to watch. Uh, the Social Network, There Will Be Blood, uh, Life of Pi, uh, a few others, but they were only like a quid each, so I just figured, mm. you know, no reason, uh, no reason not to. Oh, I hated Life of Pi. <laughs> I remember, I remember the uh, the aggressive conversations <laughs> <laughs> that I had with uh, the director. So, I love the Hulk movie, Ang, but so uh, you and I got to talk about that fucking Tiger movie. <laughs> Uh, no, I really, I really loved it, and uh, that's the only reason that I would get it on on uh, Blu-ray. Um, as you know, I don't just buy any film anymore, um, just to fill the collection. That's uh, days long past. In, in fact, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in the upcoming topic. But, um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Will I ever watch it on Blu- Blu-ray? Probably not. <laughs> but, uh, but it's one of those where it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm pleased to have it in the collection. A bit like Looper and the Social Network. I'd like to show my appreciation for really enjoying those films more than anything else, I guess. Um, like Big Fish. Oh, my God. No, Big Fish um, is, is a film that I will definitely watch again uh, because that's just one of my all-time favorites. Um, mm. Yeah, it means a lot to me, that film. In fact, I've got Magical that... stuff. It is. In fact, I've got that film three times. I, uh, I bought the <laughs> special edition on DVD and then I was browsing WH Smith one day and uh, I saw... A copy of it but it was a different variant and it, i'd never seen it before or since and i don't know if it was a foreign import that happened to slip into you know the debate smith ranks or something but i i figured i have to have this it's a it's a variant <laughs> you know it, it doesn't Is mean that, that it, the, uh, the, the flowers on the front where they're sitting in the field yeah yeah exactly that one yeah yeah I'm looking for that at the moment because uh, like, oh where is that the really good version but uh, no it looks like you've got a collectible there oh brilliant yeah I just it, it was uh, it was unsealed as well for some reason and I don't know why it was unsealed I, I thought it was um, like a pirated copy for you know a minute or two just looking at the box um, but uh, but either way yeah I thought and it, it wasn't going expensive either it was only a few pound and um, it's just one of those films where I was happy to have more than one in my collection anyway because uh, just in case, you know, the, the original gets dished rot now. Yeah, that's, now that, you got to watch out. Yeah, that's something I need to worry about, apparently. Um, <laughs> so I've got two on DVD and one on Blu-ray. And uh, yeah, I'm just really happy to, to have that. The only other film similar is uh, Serenity. Um, oh, yeah. I have two copies of Serenity on DVD and have been actively looking for a uh, Blu-ray copy. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, things that I have like more than one copy of, and it it, it just got depressing at one point, so I, <laughs> I had to stop. Because <laughs> there are so many, you mean? Yeah, it, it comes a case where it's like, if this gets re-released again, will I rebuy it? Probably. Ugh, but why? I'll, I'll come to think of it. I've actually told a lie there, because I do have um, like uh, box sets, duplicates, I suppose, like all the Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm. I duplicates matrix duplicates the spider-man films duplicates but for some reason that feels different <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> but it's like because uh, i don't know why does that feel different no uh sometimes it's an upscaling thing it's it's just yeah. like oh well i like it so i'll have it on blu-ray sometimes it's because it's a special edition or there's a booklet or or a fancy sleeve or something that yeah. uh, just sort of magpies the eye um <laughs> i don't yeah, every now and again they'll do something phenomenal um i've got it in the image bank somewhere but um battle royale um oh yeah do you want me to switch yeah, over to that one now oh, oh yeah right. sure let's quickly look at that um that's one i bought i just passed my um i think it was my driving theory and i was in shrewsbury just killing time and i just stumbled across it 
and it's like, oh my god, I have to own this. This is uh, magnificent, <laughs> and uh, I've not watched it since. <laughs> <laughs> is that it's the... been sitting on my shelf, um, but it's one of those things that's like, it's too good to open. I've not unpackaged anything. Um, actually, tell a lie, I've watched one of the documentaries, but I've not gone through the books or looked at the posters or anything, because I too precious to damage yeah which is a damn shame because it's a beautiful set that's the uh blu-ray that was released a few years ago was it uh the dvd version, oh the I dvd blu-ray player at that point oh i see because they did release a few years ago an ultra mega edition of the blu-ray that i was tempted yeah, it's, with it's the same one it's just oh, is it? the dvd had a slightly taller case as well so it's like oh more bang for my buck yeah uh, yeah but now i've got a button blu-ray now that i think about it so. <laughs> and that you have to buy as the standard and the special edition director's cut so that's two extra blu-rays god damn it oh you're joking that's how they get you yeah they, they haven't combined them they know that you'll buy oh, it that. that's... yeah that's true sorry you type in battle royale and it comes up with a load of like pixel shooters that's really really disappointing. oh yeah that is depressing no, you'd have got that ten years ago, fifteen years ago, whatever. Um, right, years ago, twenty year anniversary of Battle Royale. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm thinking it's. Jesus. Oh my god! Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm thinking. Uh, why did I think it ten years ago? I don't know because I had a conversation with you about it at uni, thirteen years ago, fourteen, fourteen yeah. years ago. So, oh yeah, it will be. Um, right, Swift. Iron Man Two was ten years ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, there so you go. Swiftly moving on. Um, is, yeah. <laughs> is is that all you wanted to say about A Bittersweet Life? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to say, I bought it on your recommendation, and I'll get oh. around to it at some point. Oh, very good. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Um, hopefully, there are other people out there that uh, that actually listen to us and think, oh, maybe I'll try that out. Although I don't suspect they do. <laughs> I can name drop them if you want. Ellie, Alex, I know you're out there. Buy the damn film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you for listening of course um, yeah yeah uh, well, well i appreciate it anyway um matt doesn't um yeah so you've dropped me in it i was expecting you to uh go on a long winding ramble about uh, what you've been up to this weekend i don't really oh, have... i can do more if you want <laughs> oh well yeah go for it because i was just going to drop in a little bit at the end oh right okay uh well the only other thing of significance i suppose was uh re-watching ant on the wasp Aha, uh-huh. you did you tell me that. Yeah. yeah, two two things that really sprung out. I mean, I I enjoyed it enough for what it was, you know, especially it just sort of kills two hours. But going back and rewatching it, there are two big questions. Um, one is when the cars shrink, how are they still keeping up the same speed as the regular size cars? Right. And the second one is if time doesn't move the same way in the macroverse... Because Scott Lang was in there for, what, five minutes? And then in Endgame, it was like a five-year gap, but only five minutes had passed for him. But Michelle Pfeiffer's character has aged 30 years in the microverse, and that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Hmm. These are things I don't really care about, <laughs> to be honest. Well, your mind wanders during Ant-Man and the Wasp, no, so you can't help but think about it. <laughs> I think I... Well, as you well know, I just didn't like it at all. And it was one of those, I didn't like it, where I just stopped caring about giving any thought to it. Uh, absolute, you know, whatever. Uh, even the ginormous plot holes and inconsistencies. Um, it's like what I was telling you last week. Uh, it, 
I, I tend to really scrutinize a film if I'm enjoying it, as, as strange as that sounds, because I, I want it to be, you know, up to par as much mm. as it can. But for a film that I don't care about, and I really, really hated Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's just a matter of, ugh, why even bother? I'm, I'm more or less zoned out by this anyway, so... Um, so, yeah, have you... Sorry, just to um, switch uh, ever so slightly. Have you noticed that the uh, Wasp's helmet on the poster looks like the Mass Effect uh, I was going to comment. I, I was going to drop a line about it. You've, you've accidentally put the Mass Effect uh, anniversary poster. Down, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right down to the colour theme. Just switch out the white for the black, and it's the same goddamn poster. It is. It's really shocking. It is really, really shocking. If you're going to rip off any movie, I guess not many people would notice Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm. But still, why would you want to rip off Ant-Man and the Wasp? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many better posters and films. <laughs> I like how the Wasp takes centre stage in this poster, as well as, as if it's not, you know, keenly obvious that who the uh, who the new star of the show is. Yeah, yeah, very true. Paul Rudd is wonderfully charming, but it is Evangeline Lilly's show. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, where would you um, rate it on your mar- updated Marvel list then, MCU list? Um, well, I watched it back to back with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, which you'll remember me hating passionately mm. uh, and ranking. Did I rank that my second worst? I think I did. Um, um, can't remember. It, it was definitely down there, wasn't it? But um, no, Ant-Man and the Wasp has dropped way, way down, and Far From Home has crept up a few notches. Ah. Hmm. Uh, d- um, so, y- what did you watched uh, Far From Home again this week? Yeah, I watched them pretty much back to back, because I had uh, a few hours to kill this weekend. What did you make of Far From Home on upon further um, views? Much better on the rewatch. I still don't think it's a particularly good Spider-Man movie. I don't like the fact that it's just the same plot as Homecoming, where disgruntled Stark employee or Stark rival uses tech to get back at Tony Stark by proxy of Spider-Man, and it all ends with Happy Hogan on a plane, and uh, there are a lot of weird parallels between it. Um, Yeah. I'm still not the biggest fan of tom holland uh i mean he's he's likable and he's charming and everything but he's trying too hard it it comes across um i don't know it it is like um he's like the literal translation of the ultimate spider-man peter parker where if you bumped into that kid in real life you just couldn't deal with him but reading him on the page he's fantastic um yeah he doesn't work when tom holland's pretty much doing it even though it's just tom holland's personality i don't know just just something doesn't quite click um yeah i think it's definitely and it's something i'm really realizing a lot more now just in general in life uh being the age that i am it's definitely not a spider-man for our generation i think is ultimately what i'm putting it down to yeah you know we have the toby Maguire and uh to a slight extent andrew garfield although garfield really was aiming at the my chemical romance generation i think um, it's a shame because he was such a Spider-Man fan. You know, that, that uh, video where they sort of announce him and he breaks down in tears because he's just... It, he loves Spider-Man so much and it's like, oh, oh he, he he loved this character and they did him dirty. They did him so dirty. And he knew as well, didn't he? He knew very well that the uh, that those films weren't to the quality he, he expected them to be. I think yeah. he felt really betrayed at the end of it. Um by yeah by J. 
just the lackluster effort that well no not really the lackluster effort i think the director mark webb yeah mark webb the director had a a real solid vision i think for what he wanted spider-man to see and it was just executive interference time and time again as it always is with sony that they just destroyed the product uh it it first happened in a major way in in raimi's spider-man 3 and then it just carried on throughout the first Amazing Spider-Man and then the second Amazing Spider-Man. And, you know, I as, as we've had conversations before, I didn't mind Amazing Spider-Man 2 too much when I first saw it because I'd heard such horrible, horrible things. Um, but on, on further watches and hearing about the background and what they wanted to spin off from Amazing Spider-Man 2, it, it, it's just horrendous um, what they the did to that, that franchise. The fact that they're apparently rumoured to be bringing Jamie Foxx's Electro back. It's just like Amy Pascal and Avid Ari just, they can't leave well enough alone, can they? Yeah, it's... I don't I don't know how they're still in control of, mm. uh, of that franchise. So, how Sony okay. haven't said, you know, you know, we're going to put someone else in charge of this I think they're, they're too intrinsically tied to it. But Amy Pascal clearly has sort of a history um, and a lot of power, but I think Avid Ari is the one that owns the merchandising rights, and so they need him on board. Um, oh, yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah, he, he does yeah. own some sort of rights personally, doesn't he? Yeah, I think you're right there. Do you remember the Morbius movie that's that was meant to have uh, Oh, my God, ago? yeah. I completely forgot about that until the other day. I was just sitting in the car and went, where's the Morbius movie that I don't want to see? <laughs> 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 actor i don't much care for playing a zedless spider-man villain in a movie without that spider-man sign me the fuck up it does say 2021 on imdb it says 19th of march 2021 um but after that first trailer i can't remember seeing anything else about it um it's all gone quiet people only enjoyed that trailer because it had um michael keaton in it yeah of course yeah it did I'm going to. Uh... Oh crap! Getting everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! I certainly shouldn't have said it was out in October 21. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to um, flip the. Oh, the axis. Yeah, uh, flip mm-hmm. the screen on the video player. Uh, so we're probably going to get copyright claimed again. Another bit of behind the scenes oh, info. Sony will definitely get uh, copyright struck if it's. Sony. Yeah, we got. Uh copyright struck on the last episode for the 30 rock footage we used and oh it was just a rigmarole so uh lesson learned flip the screen and hopefully they don't notice uh but yeah so for future reference if if everything looks as though it's flipped it's because it is and um... flip 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 Um, (laughs) yeah that's all i had to say um just briefly segueing back to far from home the other thing that irritated me about it was it felt like a giant tax dodge like um that they got massive massive tax incentives for filming in european locations yeah i think it was i can't say i can't say definitively but i think i remember reading something about that yeah it always just feels really um, lazy when a movie is like, yeah, they're going to Europe. And uh, usually, I think they released that in Hotel Transylvania 3 in the same year. Um, it, whenever it's about a character going other places, it, it's got that horrible stink of tax incentives and 
I don't know. But it's fine. It's a fine enough movie. It it doesn't really do anything for me outside of that really, really good Mysterio uh, fight sequence, um, dream sequence. It's frustrating uh, because they could have done so much more with Mysterio. And like you were saying, mm-hmm. spoilers, by the way, um, he really doesn't amount to much more than just the generic, uh, generic uh, villain that every single other MCU character appears to villain appears to fall into yeah and um uh, jake gyllenhaal's an excellent actor and he, he plays the character initially with quite a lot of charm and uh and thought and you really feel as though maybe they're going somewhere different and they don't and um yeah it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a shame i i think i said this to you before i was baffled that with the second film they were already leaving New York when New York is a character itself uh, yep. in in Spider-Man. That's, you know, it's a part of Spider-Man. The first movie wasn't even set in New York. It was set in Queens. Essentially, you know, we, oh, right, we yeah. really had Spider-Man in being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man um, so far. Yeah. In his what, five appearances in the MCU. That's a good point. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, Raimi Spider-Man films, I suppose, when you put it that way, are the only ones to really embrace New York and uh, certainly the first... Let me just try and think. Yeah, I sure, surely, surely the second. They didn't, did they? Um, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to think. Um, I mean, I, I watched the first Raimi film to, to death and that hmm. is like, you know, you've got Times Square in there and uh, a lot and all the other sites yeah yeah all the other sites of new york and the infamous uh, world trade center trailer as well felt like a real celebration of of new york and um yeah they don't seem to do that from amazing spider-man onwards um, it's probably seen as like um i don't know maybe patriotic or something to champion a city mm. but yeah you think spider-man you think new york i know that most of the MCU is New York based for the most part, apart from like West Coast Avengers and whatnot. But yeah, when you think Spider Man, you think New York, and when you think New York, you think Spider Man. The two are a, a pairing. Mm. Yeah, Luke Cage and ha- um, Harlem, Harlem as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, so we'll move on to. Yeah, sorry, I segued the uh, the track there. No, that's that's completely fine. Um, as I was saying, I don't really have too much to update you on. This week's been a bit all over the place. Um, but uh, Christmas is upon us. Uh, as we were saying earlier, it is getting to the end of November now. And um, yeah, we've essentially just been em- embracing getting into the Christmas spirit, which means... Hang on, I'm going to turn the, uh, the viewing player on the Twitch off ever so slightly so I can... Uh, bring up the trailer with a bit of surprise it's not really that much surprise we talk about it all the time um and uh and yeah so just basically getting in the christmas spirit and what that essentially means is jingle all the way like 17 times a day Um, (laughs) oh it's that time of year again it's that time oh need to yeah, Sorry. it's flipped. It's all good. Yeah, no, I need to mute the uh, volume. I always forget to do that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, some 
as uh, something else I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, uh, we have the TV on in the kitchen all the time, just around this time of year with DVDs. And um, Jingle All The Way is always the very first one that uh, that we go to. It's it's just the de- the very definition of uh, of Christmas as far as we're concerned in this household. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the consumerist episode. So uh, what better uh, movie to uh, to celebrate the consumerism of this season than <laughs> <laughs> with Jingle That's All The true. Way? Perfect. It's Black Friday before Black Friday was a thing. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I was thinking this as, a, as it was on the other day. I, I don't know how much you could, how much Jingle All The Way would even really exist in today's modern world. Kids must just watch it and think, I don't understand this. Why is he just not going on eBay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> this could all be sorted in two minutes. Um, so, Well, that's basically every episode of The X-Files now, though, isn't it? It's like, well, why can't they just, like, phone for backup? Oh, really? Yeah. So I... they always have to... When they brought the show back, they uh, when was it about five years ago? They had to find contrived ways of making sure they couldn't get any phone signal. But back in the nineties, in the early nineties, you could just plonk them in the woods, and all was. Crap. <laughs> I'd never even considered that. Um, what uh, it's like? Oh, so you were saying it, this movie just wouldn't be out of work? Yeah, no, I was thinking of another Sif- uh, Simpsons reference. I was thinking of uh, Nightboat. <laughs> there's always a river or a canal or <laughs> or a fjord in that one instance <laughs> um but when was the last time you watched uh jingle all the way um i managed to get my parents to watch it last christmas oh really oh that's fantastic yeah. news mum initially had no idea what the hell was going on she clearly wasn't enjoying it and then when would you say about 20 minutes 30 minutes into the movie it clicks because when I watched it with you the first time, it's like, what, what are we watching? I'm not quite getting this. Um, well, and then I think it's when they turn up and they've got like the mall Santas that, uh, or all the Santas start fighting. Yeah, and that's when the movie's like, oh right, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, I've. Um, I mean, my personal history with it is that uh, I think it was released in 1998, and and my mum got uh, free tickets from a friend of hers to go and see it at the cinema. Otherwise, would have would have never gone. And uh, I remember being too cool for school in 98. I was about 12 and just thinking, oh, God, this is a kid's film. Why do I want to watch? go watch a stupid kid's film? And uh, and just with that attitude, I didn't enjoy it. And then um, the next Christmas, <laughs> it's just, just quintessential mum uh, activity. She, she bought it me actually for Christmas. And it Aww. was one of those like, oh, God, why do I want this, this kid's film? Um, because I, I, my mum really enjoyed it. And it just so happened to be one of those things of, you know, when you it's Christmas and someone gives you a VHS, as it was in those days. and Oh, yeah. That still happens regularly in our household. Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I hope it does. Dad's vascular dementia is getting worse. <laughs> well, even if uh, I wasn't that fussed to watch the, uh, the, the films and things that, that I've received, it, you're at that age where you just put them on on a cycle anyway. Um, there, there are loads of films like Flubber was another one that uh, that that my mum bought me for my birthday and I'd never seen it before uh, and really didn't like it at all. But because it was a VHS, it, you just have it on repeat constantly. You play it, it you know goes and then you, you rewind it, you play it again. And uh, Jingle All the Way was another one of these that just seemed to be on constantly. And over the years, 
Um, I, I, I mean, I know it so well now. I could probably write down the script off, <laughs> off by heart really easily. Write a sequel. Ooh, write uh, Jingle All The Way to Busan, like we... Uh... <laughs> there is actually a sequel to Jingle All The Way, but it's not an official official sequel. It's one of those cash grab sequels where... Oh, with Sinbad. No, not even with Sinbad. I think it's it's some sort of uh, Z-list American celebrity that, oh, um, God. that you know, is like an... Uh, who, Larry the Cable Guy, Jingle All The Way To. Oh, you've looked, you've brought it up, have you? Oh, that's the one. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. And it was... Oh, it was 2014, I felt. For some reason, it seems... Uh, uh, like it was only a few years ago, but yeah, it's it's purely a cash grab, um, as you can imagine. Uh, let's see what this synopsis says. Larry's daughter wants only one thing for Christmas: a talking bear. His daughter's stepdad intends to make sure that Larry can't get one. So, I don't. It doesn't have anything to do with the first film in any way, apart from the fact that it has the same premise. Um, <laughs> Sometimes think, isn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I knew I'd seen that somewhere and it's got an IMDb rating of 3.8. So um, not even the worst films ever made. That's, that's worse in some ways. It can't even have the credit of being that bad. Well, considering that according to IMDb, Jingle All The Way has a rating of 5.6, the original. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm offended. <laughs> there's only there's only 1.8 difference between Jingle All the Way two and uh, and Jingle All the Way. Okay, fine. I just you know, what Jack Frost has got 5.4. Deck the Halls five. Christmas with the Cranks 5.4. I think the general consensus is that uh, Christmas films are rubbish. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Well, I've I've got a Christmas episode lined up for us, and we are going to debate that your movies versus mine. So we'll put that rumor to bed. Not was, rumor, statement. Yeah. Um, we'll prove can... that Christmas can be awesomely projected through the uh, the art of film. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to read uh, the user review, which is only given it one star out of ten. Um, but anyway, to get back to uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, uh, so I, you know, you have it on in the background, and you begin to grow an affinity for it, and uh, and basically that's turned into a, a genuine love of uh, of Jingle All the Way over the years, and you appreciate its its silly moments and its over the top moments, is you know, and you see it more in the spirit of uh, of what it's meant to be, which is a uh, fun Christmas caper that you shouldn't take too uh, seriously, and because uh, it doesn't take itself seriously, and. Um, and and yeah, you just just love it because of that, and it's infinitely quotable. Um, oh, so quotable! Uh, you know, I, Phil, Phil Hartman as well. So it's always sort of it always tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah, um, I always think that now as well because that's something I learned a couple of years ago, and that just makes it even more heartbreaking because he's he's so perfect in this film as well. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of, of <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was trying to think who else could pull off those lines in the same way that uh, that he does and th- there really isn't anyone um and yeah such a such a special special comedic actor um and he, again he's just someone that elevates this 
this this film. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger again is not someone necessarily <laughs> that you would. I mean, I don't know. People have different um, I'd opinions. It's cast that he's perfect. Absolutely, that is the great way. That is the best way to put it, actually, because. He's he's so hulking, you know, and he's like a, he looks like a big strong guy. This like as he always does, plays this this uh, this dad character, and um, he does. He's so grossly miscast, but at the same time, he he, he enjoys himself so much in the role mm. and throws himself into the ridiculousness of the lines. That, oh yeah, um, such fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I say, I'm not going to even attempt to do the uh, the accent to quote the lines, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just just some of the. In fact, they've got um, at the Prince Charles Theatre Cinema. Um, they have uh, quote alongs of this film. I think just because, <laughs> you know, if you watch it and you know the lines, you you are quoting along with this film. You, you're just screaming at the TV, uh, <laughs> along with. Uh, you know. Not even quoting, screaming the lines. <laughs> That's just another Christmas in the Bentham household. <laughs> 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 oh dear. The whole family tune in to watch It's a Wonderful Life and scream. So yeah, Jingle All the Way is uh, always what uh, I go to first when it's the Christmas time. And um, oh, it was released on November the 22nd, apparently. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so roundabout now ish. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, have you got any Christmas film in particular that uh, that you go to before any others? Um, I was going to say for the Christmas episode, but um, I'll talk about one that I've I've not actually got uh, lined up to talk about that day. Um, it, in our house, it's usually um, on the Christmas Eve. Who framed Roger Rabbit or um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which is to my mind, the sort of de facto Christmas movie. It's one that we grew up with. It's like it's it's Christmas Eve, so we're watching and and quoting along to uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that's that's another one in the long line that uh, that that I'll put on uh, mm. in the in the background. And again, yes, it's I, I do know exactly what you mean. It's very similar to Jingle All the Way in that respect. I think of um, its its quotability factor, mm. and uh, it, it it never gets old as well it really doesn't but it uh, really doesn't we must have watched that film oh god at least at least 25 times i'm guessing um 20 uh, sorry okay oh sorry because we occasionally we alternate it with who framed roger rabbit or watch something else um but yeah we've seen that film well into the 20s um it's interesting you put a number on it. I honestly couldn't put a number on the number of times I've seen Jingle All The Way. And I was thinking about it a few years ago where I thought, I've probably seen this film more times than I've listened to some of my favourite songs. You know, three-minute songs, and I've seen this film more times than that. I've seen it more times than my favourite films, like Star Wars or whatever. Uh, it's just because, I suppose it's like uh, anything at Christmas, isn't it? You just, because it's a yearly thing, you might go a few years without seeing Star Wars, but... You always have these films on every Christmas, so you you do you get to know them and, and watch them a little bit more. Yeah, well, it'll probably be on TV. You'll catch it while channel surfing. Um, it will be on loop in your kitchen for for several days at a time. So mm. you'll probably watch about eight times in installments over the course of a month. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not just Jingle All The Way as well. It'll be um, uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol, which uh, which was on today. Really enjoyed that. Uh, it seems to make me cry more as I get off. I'm just like turning into a big a big softy, I think, because... Uh, oh, why did Tiny Tim have to survive? Why? <laughs> uh, no, but like uh, multiple times. You know when you're a kid and you just watch films and then you get a bit older and you suddenly these things touch you a little bit more just for the meaning and the heart and it's like, uh, yeah, just... There must have been like four or five times during Muppet's Christmas Carol I'm like, hold it together, man. Hold it together. Uh, this, is, this is this is ridiculous. You're trying to wash up. Um yeah, I, I can't remember what film it was. I was watching something the other day, and it, it made me tear up for no good reason. Uh, I cried in the cinema watching uh, Into the Spider Verse the second time around. Did you? I, think I, told you that one. I could have sworn I told you that. Yeah, I was. It got to the bit when um, spoilers. Uh, yeah, spoilers. Where Miles had just met um, Peter Benjamin Parker um, in the uh, during the Goblin fight. And I was just so overwhelmed with happiness that uh, it was my second time watching it. Uh, but I was just so happy to be watching the film again. And oh. Peter's like connection with Miles and he's just like trying to reassure the kid and everything. So like, oh, don't worry, it'll be okay. And it's just like, that's so Spider-Man. And I'm so happy right now. And I just like burst into silent tears while watching <laughs> it with my dad in a room full of kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's oh, that genuinely makes me happy. It's wonderful. I so no, let's not go. I was going to go into a whole tangent thing, but uh, let's not uh, go into that. Uh, right, so we're fully up to date on uh, where we both are at the end of this week. Let's dive into. Oh no, I don't have my jingle lined up. Oh well, forget it. Um, <laughs> we we got one week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense as a jingle anyway. It's just the the Hey Arnold thing, which is completely yeah. irrelevant. It's uh, just more than anything. It's the countdown to the uh, Paramount Viacom lawsuit heading our way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he is the keeper of the letters. It is uh, letter time. Uh, have you got anything lined up for us this week, Matt? Yeah, just two throwaway ones. Um, I could probably pretend the second one's like Black Friday themed because um, it's about consumerism. But um, yeah, we'll go for this one. Uh, top 10 hints that you play too many video games. Uh, number 10, you call your friends Wario, Kirby and Link. Did that ever happen to you, Dan? No, can't say it did. Is this video games in general? Because I've played a lot of video games, but none of them Nintendo. So is he saying this is what happens with video games in general or is this just another nintendo kid um what year is it from uh april 95 yeah this is just how um a bit mentally backwards kids were in the mid 90s yeah i guess so but i guess it wasn't a playstation was there so it was nintendo or nothing yeah 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 absolutely well nintendo uh mega drive uh sega mega drive genesis um sorry carry on and then we'll uh, rip it to pieces. Uh, I, I've just remembered why I picked this one. Number nine, you throw sonic booms at your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Is this kid a time traveller? <laughs> I throw sonic boom copies at my enemies. <laughs> uh, let's see. When you go outside, you see a worm running around with a crow hovering above. Don't get that one. I, mean, I think it's an Earthworm Jim reference. I okay. think. Maybe. Uh, number seven, you eat super mushrooms and fire flowers for breakfast. 
Okay. Uh, again, I know plenty of junkies that have never touched a video game, and that's a regular day. Uh, Scorpion and M. Bison help you with your homework. I would never get those two to help me with homework. <laughs> one of the worst people. <laughs> you come over here, get over here for like seven answers, and then just, of course, for the other three. <laughs> uh, two apes with bananas and barrels haunt your dreams. Okay. I always thought don I always thought the Donkey Kongs were uh, the protagonists of the series. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, your fingers twitch all the time. That could just be Parkinson's or tinnitus. Um, the electric company in Toy Tours sends you birthday cards. Yep. Sure. Uh, uh, when you get out of the pool, there's a sword stuck in the concrete with an owl hooting. Are you Master Link? Dan, this is one of yours. No, he's just... Why do you need to get out of, of, of a pool? <laughs> Why does that happen when you get out of a pool? No, that, no. I don't understand that one. And uh, you can play two-player games by yourself. Oh, God. I, you missed the 90s for a lot of reasons, but stupid <laughs> <laughs> stupid kids writing to video game magazines isn't one of them. What is that? Why did oh, you... Because it's... a kid like this, we ended up with Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it's just dawned on me. Mm-hmm. Um... The Sonic Booms aren't for actually Sonic the Hedgehog. It's from Nintendo Power magazine, so that actually oh. won't be a, a Sega reference. It'll be Sonic Booms from uh, Street Fighter 2. It's uh, Guile. Guile throws Sonic Booms. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So, so Just add that to another notch of uh, things to not enjoy Sonic Booms for. I think it's Guile, Sonic Booms. Let me, let me see if I can bring it up on YouTube. If you Google image oh. it, it just comes up with nothing but uh, aircraft-related sonic booms. Hang on. Oh, wait, hang on. That looks like a street writer. Oh, no, sonic boom Pokemon. Oh. Oh, wait. Nope. This is the uh, Japanese dub. <laughs> There's literally no sonic booms. God, he looks so cool. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> did you hear that? I did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it again because I quite like that. <laughs> I love the animation. Right, we're incorporating. You compare him to Raul Ju. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so that's what. The references to with the sonic booms. Um, yeah, that's less funny. Yeah, it's just yeah, kids. Jesus, why would you print this? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the 90s, there was way too much paper. <laughs> Cut down all the trees and then had to justify it. So yeah. I want to find it funny, but I just find it sad. It's like. <laughs> You know, and I'm and, I, and I'm sad for me because I wrote loads of letters that were better than this and didn't get in the magazine. Do you actually have any of them still like stored away anywhere? My letters? Mm. No, they were just a matter of uh, 
writing them down and sending them straight off. I do like doodles on the envelopes and things as well, thinking maybe they'll be really impressed with this doodle and they'll have to put it in the magazine. Just like I, know. Uh, I was hoping you had like a bundle of them that have been returned uh, <laughs> and stamp on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Um, there was no uh, response to that either, was there? Which I think is. <laughs> think of an adequate response so they just they, they just sent the sound of crickets chirruping <laughs> <laughs> or they were just really pissed off it's like we play video games for a living salters <laughs> <laughs> then they went back to eating their mushrooms and fire flowers yeah mario doesn't even eat fire flowers he's just <laughs> whatever whatever yeah <laughs> and it's like surely uh scorpion would be the one hunting your dreams this and this is you know why do you yeah wouldn't you get um mario to help you with your homework because at least he's you know he's a trained professional he's clearly got some skills this yeah. is a trade so he must know like math and basic measurements and stuff like that and he yeah. can speak multiple languages but m bison and bisopolis <laughs> uh the uh it is quite funny, though, how times have changed in 25 years. Uh, now the 10 hints that you play too many video games are, you know, you have um, uh, images of, of, of murdering, uh, like your school friends, um, <laughs> because, <laughs> like, you play too much Call of Duty, uh, you're sent to a psychiatrist and diagnosed with being obsessed with video games. That's the thing that happens. Some um, kids die from it. Well, say kids, some people can die from it, because if they're sat down for too long... Uh, and then they stand up suddenly after. Oh, who were I? Th- he was sat down for like two days or three days solid playing a video game. He stood up and he had a heart attack or a brain aneurysm or something. Well, I haven't heard of that, but there are kids in Korea and China, I think, that have been in internet cafes. And uh, yeah, same as you say, they've just not eaten in a few days and, and stuff like that. And they've just died where they've sat. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think that's that's probably the number one hint that you play too many video games is yeah. you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <been there. laughs> but it uh, for a less fun topic. You write an Nintendo <laughs> magazine with the list of like serious mental conditions and medical conditions. <laughs> can't publish this. Did he Kong Racer once? <laughs> oh dear. Um, Let's uh, segue on to the second letter after that. Uh, we, we should have like a Hall of Fame. We should uh, decide which letters go into the Hall of Fame and then... Uh, yeah, we'll save that for the 100th episode anniversary. Yeah, and just go back to them. Uh, right, so uh, second letter for uh, this evening. I suppose this one's slightly more in the spirit of uh, consumerism. What a whopper. My friends and I were hanging out at a Burger King when we saw a kid walk by who was playing a Game Boy Advance. My short attention spanned friends predictably changed the subject to their opinions about the new Game Boy Advance. They said if I bought a Game Boy Advance and I liked it, they would each give me 10 bucks. That's $80. So I bought it with my own money, planning to say that it was great, even if I didn't like it. I have never been a major gamer, but I loved this thing. I probably played it for over three hours that day. Ooh. <laughs> I brought it to my school and showed my friends, I am, I, and I am now 80 bucks richer. Thanks, Nintendo. Sender unknown. I want to call bullshit on this. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I need to think of something new to say aside from, God, the eight, the, the 90s were a terrible time to, <laughs> to okay, video well, game. The two, this is 2002, actually. Sorry. Here's the first thing that makes me question its validity. Uh, he's a kid that writes to Nintendo Power magazine 
and yet he claims he has up to eight friends. <laughs> uh, well, I've, he he writes a Nintendo Power magazine, and he's only just picked up a, a Game Boy. It's like, is is that something you do after you know? I'm not really a gamer, but uh, I bought a Game Boy, so now I'm gonna subscribe to nintendo power magazine is this... <laughs> well i might as well i'm a gamer now clearly yeah <laughs> 80 dollars. also how much did the game boy advance cost in 2002 because i can't imagine him being 80 dollars richer if he just bought a brand new game boy advance yeah i would have thought it'd be significant should he have been the red yeah i would have thought so um <laughs> Hanging out at Burger King when we saw a kid walk by who's playing a Game Boy Advance. My short attention span friend. It would be hilarious if this uh, if this kid was like twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be a teacher. You never know. Yeah. Well, in this day and age, I brought it into my school and showed my friends, my teacher <laughs> friends. <laughs> it's just hilarious that they say my short attention span friends predictably change the subject uh, it's like no that's what happens in a conversation <laughs> you know <laughs> you talk about different it's like hey oh, Jesus my, my autism prevents me from changing topic on <laughs> everyone else has short attention spans <laughs> <laughs> oh um what is the reply? Um, I, I probably played it for over three hours that day. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, 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 he's never touched it since, but he played it three hours that day. <laughs> and then he wrote to Nintendo Power <laughs> to boast about how terrible his fiscal powers are. Um, so Nintendo Power replied with, uh, your friends are very honourable. Good thing their short attention spans didn't get in the way of remembering their promise to give you cash. Good point. Anyway, we're glad you like the Game Boy Advance so much, no matter why you picked one up. Glad to have you on board, you shill. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's a good response, but um, that, yeah, as you say, calling bullshit on that. That's... <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I think uh, I'd have probably written... I'd say this every time. I'd have probably written something stupid like that as well. It's like, how can I get them to pay some attention to me. I'm just going to write, write the most outlandish, stupid story. Um, I remember, uh, because as I say, I'd, I was in correspondence with the Nintendo Official Magazine via email quite a lot because uh, I think I mentioned this too at some point. They opened up their uh, email addresses to, to correspond with uh, with readers. Um, but that didn't include putting like the, the correspondence in the magazine. And so I'd, I'd annoy them several times a day, just zipping <laughs> ridiculous, stupid emails. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, they uh, they sent me some um, news that oh, we're looking to put a new feature in the magazine for uh, for for uh, groups of friends that get together and all play uh, N64. Uh, so you know, if you've got some friends and and you want to take a photo of you all playing uh, games and write a bit about yourselves, you know, we might we might use it. So you know. I was straight on that. Um, got some friends together, made a special thing, but suddenly realised that we didn't have four Nintendo 64 controllers. So, so use two Super Nintendo controllers, two Nintendo 64 controllers, and just sort of hope that they wouldn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> this is how stupid kids are. Uh, and I should know. Um, yeah, th that, that never uh, came to much of anything. Totally unsurprisingly. Um, so... We're here now discussing it. it. It came to a great thing. 
<laughs> All these years <laughs> later. Um, right, Matt, thank you so much for this week's letters. Enjoyable as always. Uh, we shall now zip along to the topic for today, which is, uh, as we mentioned a few times, uh, consumerism during this special time of the year. Um, I've got my document. Where's my document gone? Oh, it's there. Um, so yeah, Black Friday, tomorrow. Um, I don't think it's what it once was, really. <laughs> just, was just, just putting oh, it out there. Joke. Was that sorry? It's sort of when, um, uh, as all things, by the time South Park did their piss take of it, that was sort of like the end game, wasn't it? It's like okay, right now, now we can move on. South Park have had their pot shot at it. Everything moves on um, in terms of its sort of cultural relevance and deals as well in general it's just sort of there but it's it doesn't really mean anything anymore well i mean this is where um it's a lot different speaking as brits to the americans because this is it's been a thing in uh, america for quite a while i think um and it's only recently that we here in the uk took notice um of it and um yeah it was uh, about 2016, I think. That's when the... Um, that's all I can remember by my uh, PS4. I don't know about you. I think I got my PS4 in 2016. Or was it 2015? You got any idea? It was, it was 16, because I'd been working at, um, uh, at MGS for a year by that point. Yeah. We we played Last of Us in uh, in the February, didn't we? And then it was like a whole year of going, oh, the PS4, I need, I need this. Mm. So um, we got our PS4s on Black Friday. And I remember that being the first time in this country that we uh, were properly... It, it, it became a special thing. And um, when you talk about deals, these really were special deals. And you're talking, talking like 50% off uh, everything um that that was on sale or if not 50 percent, like a massive amount and uh i think we we spoke about this on a recent episode but um i got like uh the pokemon 3ds games were half price i got those for 20 pound um the hannibal uh tv show just come out on blu-ray and that was down to like 20 pound so all these amazing things that were new out half off and uh and we don't really see that anymore i think it's it's turned into a couple of years later it's turned into um more of a sale season that mm. isn't even really a sale season anymore because they jack up the prices a few weeks beforehand and then then they say oh look at all this money you could save oh bargains um yeah so i don't know if anything's caught your eye so far this year i mean uh we spoke earlier actually um we've both purchased the Steelbook edition of Persona 5 Royal, which is uh, mm. something to look forward to. Um, Wait, is it the Steelbook edition we picked up? I thought it was a regular. No, it's a launch edition. That's a Steelbook. Is it? Yeah, that's oh. the only, only reason why I picked it up. Because <laughs> uh, I think the regular edition... The regular edition... Yeah, the regular edition is um, hovering around that price too, but will definitely drop a little bit lower. Uh, but the steelbook, I think, will be out of print soon enough. So, um... oh, crap! <laughs> I think I picked up the wrong one. Oh, you're joking? Ah, uh, oh, well, it's it's a nice cover all the same. 
Oh, no. You have to send that over. I'm intrigued now to see what you've picked up. Try and cancel uh, it. That's fine. If if it's still book, it'll be more delicate, so I'll be more adverse to uh, to opening it. Uh, let me. Not try. my copy of Catherine. It's so beautifully packaged, and every time I've got to open it at the disc, it's like oh, one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I I look at that and I think, oh, I I, I really want to play, it, but at the same time, I don't want to open it. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna look up this for. Oh no, sorry, you're right. Oh, it must have sold out. Oh god, I hope I'm still getting mine. Yeah, the the regular edition is twenty five pounds uh, in a Black Friday deal, but there was um, the steel book. Uh, yeah, with the the red slipcase on it. Yeah, yeah. The, you I remember looking at that months ago, uh, back when it was uh, announced in. Let's see, it came out in March, so it must have been um, January when they were advertising. It's like I must own this. Um, but then it was like other things got in the way and. But it, oh, it's such a good day. You're going to love it, Dan. It's all the best parts of um, school life anime and Pokemon all merged into into one angsty bundle. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, the Steelbook edition is completely sold out. I think they must have realized that they put the wrong one on sale. Mm. Oh, God, I hope that, uh, that the Steelbook is what turns up. That would be really annoying. Well, um, if nothing else, at least you'll have a copy of uh, of the game for for quite a good price. And, uh, well, we'll we'll, we'll have to see because I uh, I'm pretty sure it'll drop even lower, uh, like the original did. But anyway, that's we're getting like massively sidetracked here. Um, oh, the joys of Black Friday. Um, but yeah, so uh, I have never had the. Uh, desire to actually go into a store on Black Friday. I don't know if that's something you've ever attempted. Didn't even know that was a thing, to be honest. Didn't know that was a thing? I, you've not seen all the videos of the hordes of people trampling through like Target yeah, and Walmart in America? And... Oh, you're like in America. I was going to say, it's not really a thing over here, is it? There was a bit of a, a ruckus in 2016 when we were copying the Americans, but then we realised, oh, this is really stupid and didn't do it again. <laughs> but, um no i i don't understand it's um bringing up trade to busan again uh the bit when they all smash through the glass and they're pouring through that's what comes to mind whenever i think of black friday yeah i was going to uh bring up a video i, I didn't know if there'd be like something funny um to have on just as an example and as i was watching through all these videos i realized this isn't funny this is just sad this is <laughs> this, this just makes me deeply depressed to watch two oh, old is come to yeah two old women fighting over a vacuum cleaner that's only got five percent off or something <laughs> it should be funny it should be it Why should is... yeah it's just it's just upsetting um so yeah it's uh it's strange uh, the americans still make a big deal out of it and uh hopefully if if you are american you uh you have seen some good deals you picked uh pick some good stuff up but over here in the uk it's definitely lost its luster and it's kind of um, thrown together with Cyber Monday these uh, these days is just, as I say, just a bit of a, a seasonal sale thing. Um, but um, so yeah, going from the discussion on on Black Friday, we just wanted to have a bit of a conversation about consumerism in general, our experiences with uh, with the wider joys of consumer consumerism. Everyone loves a bit of retail therapy uh, from time to time. I realised as I was. Uh, 
putting this topic together in my head and trying to think of of instances that um that actually i don't really have <laughs> too many instances of that joy of consumerism recently because all of my purchases are online i can't remember the last time i went into a store and was just like i'm gonna treat myself here i'm gonna you know i'm just gonna well, pick something up for you because i was sort of the one that goaded you into a lot of them about 10 years ago so. well, well exactly and that's where all of my examples come from is uh, is from the university years and uh, mm-hmm. but we'll get to those um we'll start from the beginning matt if you want to kick us off what is the first ever purchase that you can remember buying i'm i'm sure there were others um but whenever i think of it the one that leaps straight to mind is um the 1997 micro machines imperial guard playset for star wars um oh, going wow. and, and getting it and mum asking okay so how much pocket money do you have and it's like i've got uh like two pound fifty this week and she was like okay right so this thing costs ten pounds so i'll buy it for you now and then put it aside for you and you can sort of work towards it for for three weeks that way you have it and it gives you something to look forward to oh wow so yeah that that's the the, the first one that i really remember that's uh, a nice story it is swiftly followed that same year by the widescreen VHS edition of Starship Troopers. Because <laughs> <laughs> my parents raised me right. Hang on, where is it? There it is. <laughs> the 18 certificate Starship Troopers. The 18 certificate Starship Troopers and Woolworths were happy to sell it to me because my mum was standing next to me. <laughs> I handed him the cash and it was uh, 14.99, and uh, yeah, in 90s money. How? Uh... Uh, how did you uh, stumble across Starship Troopers then? How did you know it was a film that you wanted to watch? Because uh, my dad had rented it and uh, we'd all watched it as a family. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, let's see. That's yeah. that's cool. Um, he went through all the boring bits and all the politic bits and all the uh, the nudity. Um, but whenever there was bugs and copious amounts of violence, those were the bits we all watched. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking loved it. <laughs> 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 did they say that you had to watch it with them then to watch it or were they happy to think oh well i don't mind him watching the sex scenes if he's by himself in his room he doesn't know uh, what to do yet yeah he doesn't know what to do yet he's uh he's not reached the mature age of 19 um <laughs> uh no they they just let me go off with it really it was like no no the, the talking bits and the people are boring and they take the clothes off but i don't care about that because there's bugs giant bug monsters i want more of this um so yeah, just me and my brother watching that movie, uh, buying all the toys and having the toys bought for us because we we're spoiled and Dad does enjoy indulging our uh, childish behaviours. Um, yeah, we had the toys. We watched the the Roughnecks animated series on Sky One in the mornings. We loved Starship Troopers. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't know there was uh, that it was geared towards. Uh, you know, they had elements geared towards children, the oh, figures gosh, and yeah. cartoons and things. Like everything in the nineties. Like the RoboCop TV series, the RoboCop cartoons, um, yeah, practically everything had, oh, that that's was true, yeah. an adult film. They all had TV series. Commando had an animated series. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, I thinking back, I had a lot of action figures that were from uh, aggressive. Uh, well, I had like uh, Terminator Two figures. Um, the just alien kind of toys. Uh, no, I never had Alien. Um, oh, really? No. 
Alien Predator had a toy line that ran for years and years, dozens of figures. They were just, I think they, they were scary to look at, that's why. I think a lot of it is down to the iconography of certain characters, like even if you didn't watch Terminator, you, you knew of like Terminator just as a character. Um, so I think that was probably why. And then I had like uh, a load of figures from the Kevin Costner Robin Hood film, uh, <laughs> just randomly. <laughs> what else? Um, but that, that that's a family film, I suppose. Uh, Hook was a family film, had a lot of Hook figures. I suppose Terminator's the only really, really yeah, adult orientated figure that I had. Uh, sorry, I, I cut you off. Uh, no, no, it's fine. No, I was just rambling. I'm uh, just curious to know what uh, your first purchase that you can remember was. Um, yeah, so I think, how old will you have been when you're telling those stories? 97, uh, so I would have been uh, nine Oh, all right. I'm I'm sure there would have been other things I bought, uh, like um, oh, oh no, it would have been the same year. It's, do you remember in Woolworths back in 1997, 98? They had um, when the Lost World and Dress Park were coming out, little books, um, like paperback books, um, one for each character or each dinosaur, and they sort of slotted into a, a wallet, like a, a plasticky wallet that holds but it's impossible to describe it if you don't know what i'm talking about um i'm gonna try and find an image of it now hmm. um but uh, yeah i i bought all of those with my pocket money as well um anything to do with star wars jurassic park i was all over it <laughs> oh wow um oh jurassic park as well yeah that's another one uh but jurassic park i think was a was it a 12 or a pg pg, PG. oh was it pg mm. yeah um never saw it at the cinema but again it was just a massive film so uh, collected all the toys. It was a couple of years later when I eventually saw the film. Uh, yeah, mine was... I can't remember how old I was. I was probably the same. I was probably about nine. And it was just after my birthday. And um, there used to be a... <laughs> I was going to say that there used to be a gadget shop, but it was called The Gadget Shop. I don't know if you oh, remember gadget The Gadget Shop, yeah. In, uh, in the local uh, shopping centre. And uh, they used to have everything behind glass... Um, like glass uh, uh, shelving and stuff, and uh, you just peer through it like a museum piece. And then if you if you want something, you'd go to the uh, shop assistant and say, uh, "I want that" or "I want that." They take it out for you. And um, I just remember, so I had some money from uh, my birthday, and for the longest time, I've been eyeing up this. Uh, it's called a Wurlitzer. I don't know if you know what a Wurlitzer is. I probably will, but. Yeah, bringing it up on the screen now. So a Wurlitzer is like a, a 50s record Ooh. player. Um, the type of thing you'd see in Back to the Future that uh, that plays music. Um, and they're very distinctive to look at. You'd recognize it if you saw it, I think. Um, and um, so, but they had a mini one that played uh, tapes. Uh, you'll have seen it, actually, in my room. It's still kind of got yeah, pride of place. Like, of course, yeah. Yeah, and it's it, it's a cracking little thing to look at. And um, I think it was forty pounds, um, but I was desperate for it, I, and I can't have had forty pounds. And I remember going to the because uh, my dad, it was, I was with my dad, and it was one of those instances where he must must have thought, okay, so he's buying it with his own birthday money, so I'm going to let him take care of it himself. He's you know he's like nine years old, I want this to be an independent kind of thing. So I walked up to the 
uh, to the lady and said, uh, yeah, I'd like to buy that, please. And uh, she said, great, no problem. So it came to purchasing. And she said, um, uh, that's £40. And then looked down at the money and suddenly realized I must have had like 20 or 30 something like that. And um, in one of those classic ways that, you know, your parents do, uh, I think he must have had a, a word with the with the girl. Uh, and, and she said, oh, but there's a special on today where, you know, it only costs £20. So that's that's perfect. Um, <laughs> so I gave her the £20 and felt really pleased with myself of, oh, I've got a bargain there. Um, and uh, and yeah, so that was my first ever uh, purchase that I that I remember was this uh, fantastic little um, mini Wurlitzer that played tapes and I got it home and plugged it in. And uh, my granddad made me a load of tapes when I was younger of, of old 50s uh and 60s songs Everly Brothers and uh, Elvis and whatever else and it, it just seemed it, it all came together really nicely um, oh. to, to play these 50s songs on this 50s world it's a, and uh, yeah it's uh, as I say it's always had pride of place in my room wherever it's been all these all these years uh, later it still still looks good still works um, and yeah so and that's uh, something that's always meant uh, meant a lot to me and then the Second, just like a few years later, so that was um, like the first thing that I can ever remember buying just me. But um, the the first thing that you feel as though uh, I don't I don't know about you, but th- th- there's always a big deal about what's the first album you bought, you know, by yourself. Oh, yeah. That's that's not just your parents' music and and is something that that is yours and is entirely of your personality. And so that's another big step i think in any person's life and it and is something i wanted to include um and the first album that uh, that that i bought and felt like this is this is mine mine uh is uh bare naked ladies stunt um now it's not an album that you may be aware of but it's certainly got a song on there that you will be aware of does, no does a little song called one week ring a bell I'll know when I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't play it for copyright reasons, but uh, is it Rick Forty or something like that? No, no, no. It's um, yeah, Chicken to China, the Chinese Chicken. Uh, yeah, have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. No, I don't Come remember on, this. Man. Oh, you're kidding me! I, I, I oh. don't. Oh. <laughs> oh, for shame! Um, you'll, I'm sure you'll know it when you hear it. Uh, put it into YouTube now and then play it when uh, when the show stops and. Uh, it was a massive hit back in 1999, I want to say. Um, and yeah, I got similarly to what you were saying. I got my pocket money together, and um, and went out and, and and bought this album. And uh, yeah, I think 1999. And um, it was one of those things of uh, you're a bit confused what to do with an album because there's only really one song that you want to listen to. Um, <laughs> and it was the first track on the album so you, you kind of just go back to that song and then eventually you'll get bored of pressing back so you'll let the songs play and you'll think I don't know these songs these songs aren't anywhere near as good as the song that I bought the album for um, <laughs> but eventually I gave it a listen a few times and it still I think it still holds up all these years later I listened to it not too long ago it's uh, you know it, it's a nice uh, inoffensive uh, pop rock album um that's that's quite quirky um uh you'll as i say if you listen to one week i'm, I'm sure you'll know the style that i mean 
Um, so yeah, that was uh, the the two things I think about when I think of like first purchases. Mm. Um, so yeah, hmm. um, what would you say is the biggest bargain that you've come across? Oh, so many of them. Um, the the two that leapt immediately to mind were um, when we attended at uh, Comic Con uh, in uh, in two thousand eight, uh, my local one, and I managed to get that. Uh, collection of air figures um Hang because on. i had seen oh wait yep. for the image to come up there we go wait um yeah because i'd i'd seen the mizuzu one that uh, you'd had at university it's like oh, i must have this uh mm-hmm. and then I, I stumbled across all three of them um and i don't know maybe i got ripped off at uh, at 90 pounds but at the time it was like oh, i would have paid 90 pounds for one of them it's <laughs> 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 not a single dental scratch on them um yeah they're still sitting very proudly on the shelf still in their boxes covered in dust i wiped about a one inch layer of dust off them um over the the spring when i had to clean up oh no (laughs) yeah unfortunately they're in their box like the evangelion figures but um so uh that was the one um but more recently um i managed to get a, a hold of a uh a dvd copy of now and then here and there oh for yeah I think it was about fifteen pounds I paid for it, and it's pristine condition, perfect slipcase. Um, I mean, that's not the one. I couldn't find the copy um, for a decent sized image uh, of the version I got, but um, yeah, it's in absolutely pristine condition. And given that this thing is just deleted now, and your best hope is to get a really dog-eared second or third generation copy from America, and then just hope it plays multi-region. Um, I, I was so thrilled because it was just one of those things that popped into my mind like oh i must uh, i really must try and find a copy of that and uh, i just happened to lock out and find the only good copy in the world that was for sale that you, day yeah I, I think you did i i can't remember i introduced you to the anime uh didn't i and uh, it's it's something that i've been on the lookout for 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 years just not not like religiously or anything just on the offhand and and uh Knowing that you stumbled across a uh, mint copy for fifteen pounds is just like I I can't get my head around it. Um, it because yeah, it's it's such a niche, forgotten about anime. I you you really can't find much about it at all anywhere. Um, and so yeah, you you did amazingly well with that. I'm yeah. incredibly jealous. Sheer fluke. It's one of those things. Um, I can't remember if I've mentioned it to you before, but usually I'll be thinking about something. Um. And then it will just happen to get a release. Like, um, oh, it'd be nice if Evangelion uh, got a re-release. Oh, what do you know? This edition's just come out uh, recently. Um, I was thinking, ah, oh, it'd be really nice to have a decent edition of Tremors because they've never done a special edition of Tremors. It's always been the same feature at the same commentary for the last 20 years. And then lo and behold, a fortnight later, Arrow releases special edition Bells and Whistles, book included with the poster, Tremors edition. Um, uh it happens on a fairly frightening basis. Um, oh, we need to think of what we can get you to. Uh, yeah, we need to we need to like properly put that into action. I think. Well, the same happened with Air and Full Metal Alchemist and all the others. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, um, so yeah, if you ever want anything, just convince me that I want it, and uh, <laughs> somehow a copy will manifest itself. <laughs> <laughs> um so what would i say the 
I'm sure there are bigger bargains, but the 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 that I've come across in my life. But the only real thing that I always uh, come back to is um, is a copy again. It was in W. H. Smith. W. H. Smith popping up like more times in this conversation than, than like anyone's spoken about it in in years. Um, and uh, yeah, I was in uh, W. H. Smith's and not a place traditionally known for its uh, video games, but I just happened to be uh, browsing. And um, and came across for five pounds, not too long after it was released, uh, Wave Race Blue Storm. Um, <laughs> yeah, which was just one of those double take moments um, where I was like, is, is, this, "Is this real? Is this a hidden camera sketch?" Um, yeah, because uh, it will have been not long after the GameCube was released. So you're talking about forty pound. Like, no problem, especially with it being a first-party Nintendo game um, that very rarely drop in, in price that significantly. And, um, yeah, just one of those out-of-the-blue stumbled-across highlights that, uh, again, I don't know <laughs> I don't know why it seems to be, like, a, a really special moment in my life that I just stumbled <laughs> across it. It's like I can remember everything about this instance really, really vividly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's quite pathetic, to be honest. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, just just wave racer on yeah. the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is a good game, but it's not. You know, it's nothing, uh, nothing too special. But uh, for a fiver, <laughs> when everyone else was selling it for about thirty-five, so uh, I felt like I'd robbed a bank. Did my um, fourteen? Yeah, did my fourteen-year-old self. Um, so yeah, happy times. And that's that's about. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of other bargains, but again, it's just a matter of uh, so very rarely doing, um, you know, like high street shopping these days. Uh, that uh, yeah, you're mostly based on nostalgia, really, aren't they? More than yeah, anything. yeah, exactly, and and that's going to crop up a lot more in uh, in in what we talk about. Um, so, what would you say is the most memorable uh, purchase that you've made? Oh, there were many, many, many. Um, but the one that's that sort of seeped to the forefront, and it was like, yes, that's the one. Um, do you remember when we were with Mike in Leeds for a few days? We just crashed. Oh, business. yeah. Yeah, that was we a really nice uh, time. Yeah, it was a really good day. And we rounded off the day just by going into a, I don't even know if it was a CEX. I think it was just like a charity shop. Mm. Um, and for the last couple of months, I've been trying to hunt down the last two copies of the uh, Evangelion Platinum Editions that had the booklets and the uh, the Japanese text on the uh, the covers. For love nor money, I just could not find the bloody things anywhere. Every time I ordered them in from Amazon through separate sellers, it was like, oh yeah, sure, they're the original versions. New versions, no book, no Japanese writing. Uh, we just went in the shop by fluke, and they were there, both of them oh. that I needed um, for for a pittance um so uh yeah I, I was just over the moon with that uh i was oh yeah that that's the most memorable <laughs> <laughs> i remember you I, so happy. I, I remember that especially as well because you did you literally were on ebay or just browsing um store websites like every day sending mm. constant emails and i just remember the disappointment on your face just it seemed like half a dozen times where these packages yeah. arrive and you'd be like 
No. <laughs> Going into HMB and feeling the weight of the two different copies, like, this one feels a bit heavier. Maybe this one has the book in it. <laughs> that's it, really. It's, well, I mean, that's just like we were talking about yeah, in the last episode. It, it, that's how much it, uh, it it meant to you at that time, was uh, getting this complete collection was... It, it was... Um, it was like the closest thing to a religious experience that uh, <laughs> that we had at that point. Yeah, that, it really is. How sad or is that either really sad for us or really sad for all the religious people out there? They could get the same <laughs> feeling by just finding Evangelion. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I no, I, I do remember that uh, that vividly. And uh, it's funny that I don't remember you finding it in the store though. That that is quite strange. Uh, how many do you still have? All those excess copies of. Evangelion 2? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> How many did you get in the end? Uh, just a volume 2. Um, oh, let's see, 3? The annoying thing was that... Um, so, again, me sort of willing things into existence. Uh, that spring, I was looking for them. Uh, by the summer, I'd found them all. And by the winter, they announced they were bringing out a brand new box set. With the, <laughs> <laughs> all combined into one mega book and a few art cards. Um so I think I own volume two about five times. Wow. And but, uh, that's got some good stuff on it. So how much do you think uh, you were spending on them when you were buying them from eBay and stuff? How much have you spent on just, just volume two? It's volume two. Um, oh, up, upwards of 30, less than 50. Oh, well, that's not too bad then. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, when you consider ones that were sort of like in bundles, because remember I bought the box set um, and it arrived and it's a swanky box set. And uh, then we realised, oh, actually, no, this is the uh, the cut editions of the episode from uh, Australia. So I had to then go and rebuy all of them again. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the number of times I've bought Evangelion in general, um, I have three whole copies and then several loose copies of, of the films and DVDs that I've picked up throughout the uh, the years for security. <laughs> uh, but the, it makes great stories, really. Uh, yeah, that, uh, true. That type I would have wasted them on something like, I don't know, food or rent. <laughs> yeah. And um, who, who needs food or rent? Damn right. Um, so I was thinking about this for myself, and again it's it's a difficult question i don't really think that um i've been desperate for anything uh, quite to the extent that that you were with those evangelion <laughs> dvds no um, one has been that bad yeah or or maybe there's something i'm i'm forgetting but um, again it's it's this sentimentality that that we were talking about and, and one of the uh, most enjoyable um uh, I think experiences of, of purchasing something that I can remember just for uh, the occasion and um, yeah, just just the time in our lives was da, 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 da. Fable Two. I don't know if if you remember this. Do you remember this because you were there with me? I do. To, to be honest, I thought you were going to say the uh, the Mario, uh, uh, the Nintendo Game Boy Mario holder. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, both bought from the same place actually, weren't they? They were both bought from Game Station. Um, I completely forgot about that. And no, Fable Two um, 
was just we were in our third year at university weren't we and um it was during that magical initial first few months i think where um I, you may have different memories but um, oh no those first months were marvelous yeah so it was it was christmas time and um and i caught wind that fable 2 which had just been released um literally like the week before uh, was being sold at at game station for 15 pounds i think it was which was crazy um you know it was it was selling at 40 pound everywhere else in game station for some inexplicable reason was selling it at 15 and so it was literally a matter of uh mac <laughs> come on we're going into town oh, no. <laughs> and, Why you? yeah and i remember just because we had a set pattern of what we did when we went into town even if we were going in for something specific it was like right well we go into hmb first <laughs> uh which is exactly what we did and we just had a browse and um do you remember this that there was a kid in the video game section and uh he was browsing the video games and he picked up fable 2 which was as i as i said it was 40 pounds from from hmb and um and i i just i, I said to him you know, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard that it's fifteen pound in Game Station, so you might want to, you know, take a look there first. And they went, "Oh, okay, thanks," and put it down and and left. And we continued browsing, and uh, and doing what we, you know, we were doing, and then uh, toddled up to Game Station five ten minutes later, and uh, and this kid was in the queue with his copy of Fable Two, looking like he'd just, you know, won the lottery. And uh, we we sort of gave each other a nod, and he said thanks and stuff and uh we went and picked up fable 2 for ourselves and uh yeah it, it was 15 pounds i i wouldn't have quite nearly as good memories i think if um if that had been the last copy of fable 2 <laughs> that he picked up bludgeon the kid into a shelf and stole the copy from him. <laughs> yeah. um but it was just it's just a combination of it being christmas it being quite impulsive you know it was dark hello child in need yeah exactly it, it was nice to to save that kid uh 25 quid and um it uh, yeah as i was saying it's just something that we did um was going to town quite regularly um but something about it being christmas and and dark and uh, and cold and and uh and and coming out with a bargain just really makes it stand out as one of those uh special mm. special memories and and fable 2 turned into a a defining game of that third year it did. Um, running gag <laughs> yeah exactly the, the um the infamous uh mike who lived with us um was quite easily entertained and um he'd just spend all day and all night chatting to whoever was with him in his room just playing the wood uh cut chopping mini game um which earned money the you know if you if you chopped wood you got like i don't know 20 gold for every bit of wood you chopped and you just sit there for hours and hours and hours chopping this wood dig dig chop chop <laughs> and so we'd come to play the game like after it's um <laughs> been on it a few hours and we were essentially cheating because <laughs> we had infinite gold uh, <laughs> and could do whatever we wanted with it and it was it was yeah it was surreal but uh, really quite cool and uh and just made the game even more entertaining and if we wanted to do something you're just like oh yeah that's fine guys i'll just grind up for a bit come back in a few hours and uh yeah yeah, yeah you can crack on then yeah and um i think it it um it is a really good game fable 2 
especially mm. considering how terrible the third one is. Um, and how terrible Peter Molyneux is in general. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of special memories with Fable 2 and, and the way in which we bought it will always um, stay with me, I think. It's just a nice, quaint little um, yeah, little story that uh, among the many that we have in our university years. Um, uh, 2008 was a good year. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned it um, just in that story. It was a bit of a impulsive purchase. But what would you say is your truly most impulsive purchase that you've made over the years? Did you just sneak a two for one in there? I did. I'm, I'm learning the way of the segue. <laughs> um my most impulsive yeah impulsive purchase uh that uh, i can think of was when i bought the bully pulpit um a book about the presidency of theodore roosevelt uh howard taft and the rise of mudraker journalism in u.s politics during the early 1900s i bought it because i had seen a joke about Howard Taft and his pony brigade. I had no idea what he was like as a president. I just knew by proxy that he was the fat one uh, that got stuck in a bathtub. Uh, and just because I, I got a giggle out of like, just what the fuck is this pony brigade thing that this video did? Um, I bought the book on whim and um, it, it's fantastic. It, it's one of my favorite books now. Um, these people are so much larger than life um i learned so much about the birth of truly in-depth political journalism uh and just how uh how good men can be utterly ruined by by the worst jobs um it, it's it's a great book it's it's really difficult to go into it because we're talking about the lives and careers of one of america's greatest presidents and uh and uh, one of the greatest chief justice of the Supreme Court, as well as just the, the history of journalism all thrown in. But um, I was absolutely glued to this book. And again, it, it was purely because of a stupid animated video that me and my cousin and brother were always giggling at, uh, bringing Howard Taft into, into my head. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's probably the most impulsive one. Um, yeah, I treasure it. It's a great book. I thoroughly recommend it to anybody that uh, that has the time on their hands to read a 1,000-word uh, page tomb about uh, early uh, turn-of-the-century American politics. I think, uh, yeah, I was going to say, didn't you start expanding your reading on uh, on Taft as well? After that? Uh, on everyone, pretty much. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of shelves full of um, books all about the US presidents now uh, and it pretty much all started from I, I had an interest in Nixon just because it was like just what the fuck was Watergate and just being fascinated by all that but um, yeah it was the bully pulpit and, uh, and reading about Taft and, uh, and Roosevelt that really got me interested in US politics and sort of reading about all the their forebearers and their um, and their predecessors it was a hobby that kept me going for a good few years. Still is actually. Hmm. Um, I would have never. That would in 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 a million years, I'd have never guessed that. <laughs> you know, if you'd have told me, what do you think is my m most impulsive purchase? A book <laughs> about Taft. <laughs> exactly. You never would have seen it coming. That's why it's impulsive. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's uh, that's very true. Um, my choice would have to go to. Um, can you can you guess? It is something involving you. 
Um, is it the X Men figures? It isn't. Um, oh, was it from Toys R Us? No, but it's from somewhere else that we've already mentioned. HMV. Yep. Okay, HMV, HMV, HMV. Uh, is it um, a DVD or like a, a something else that you can buy in HMV? I'm going to bring it up on the screen, and uh, and you can go, oh. Right, so there it is for uh, for Matt and the Twitches. Uh, oh, <laughs> I forgot that was HMV. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yes, I was thinking HMV Lincoln rather than... Oh, wait, it was Lincoln, wasn't it? It was HMV Lincoln, yeah. It was, it's it reach that we got from... Um from your local from yeah from yeah uh yeah it is the halo 3 legendary edition helmet um i didn't even own an xbox 360 at the time (laughs) 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 and uh and i was stood at the uh cash uh register with you i think you you bought something like 30 rock season one or something like that i can't remember and uh and we were just stood racking up your many many dvds and and uh and, and behind the guy um serving us there was uh this uh Halo 3 legendary edition box and it had a sticker for 70 pound on it and i don't know what came over me but it was it was a matter of i think i'm going to buy that <laughs> i i'm in the mood to buy something really extravagant <laughs> and i think i'm going to buy it and then and then your immediate response of course is like yes <laughs> you need to buy it you must buy it <laughs> And um, and so that was the end of the t- discussion. Really, yeah. I I didn't have an Xbox 360. Um, I knew I wanted to play Halo 3 eventually, uh, <laughs> and um, and yeah, I, we put it then and there. We took it back to ours, and um, and opened it up and just sort of admired it for a while. Uh, and I, I still actually haven't opened up the games that um that came with that edition. I think it was a steel book. And... It's like a black, uh, black embossed version with the halo on it, mm. and um, and like a bonus disc, I think as well. Mm. And uh, so both of those are still sealed because when I eventually did get my three hundred and sixty, um, it came with Halo three, so that was a bit lucky. <laughs> yeah, um, didn't... sorry, sorry, but it didn't come with a helmet, so it justified the purchase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, that was without question the most impulsive thing I've ever bought. Is is just literally saying I'm going to buy that. <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I think... because it's been just it's been in your room ever since, and it's always a delight to walk in and go ah. Mm, mm. It's always 2008. Yeah, and uh, as we've had as we've spoken about before uh, on the show, I'm not the biggest Halo fan, but it's just, <laughs> it's just a matter of. Oh, that that looks really cool. <laughs> I want to see what all the kids are playing these days. I'll get the Halo. <laughs> um. So that that was um a big amount of money spent all at once. Um, is 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 there a time when you've spent as much or more or only one go? You mentioned that uh, at the cons early you spent ninety pounds on on air figures. I don't think I've ever really done that mainly because i've never had too much money but you we go to cons and you see all these kids that spend up at the uh, that save up for a full year to buy things from the conventions and they've just got bags and bags and bags and all i can think is 
you can buy all this stuff on the internet for a lot cheaper and it won't get damaged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to come back um, the, the last con we went to in 2018 um, and I bought those posters, including the Persona 5 one. Um, and then I had to spend the entire day sort of carefully navigating around all of the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. They packed them flat. That's oh yeah so that's like one of the reasons why i never buy too much from conventions i just think this is far more expensive than if i was to buy it online and i don't want to be stuck carrying it for the next 12 hours um but oh, i've just a memorable one actually um uh my elizabeth funko pop yeah i was i wondered if you were gonna uh bring that up um yeah. does that that to strike you as uh, let me just look through my list of what we've spoken about as most memorable it's it's One definitely moment. up there uh, Big, uh, biggest surprise um, I suppose is another topic that we could have included and me willing things into existence um, yeah um, I'd seen the songbird uh, Funko Pop in, in HMV for, for practically nothing and figured ah I'll pick it up at the con um, didn't get around to it the rest of the day they're completely sold out and you can't get the bloody things now um but you said what you really need before you buy a songbird is elizabeth uh mm. and so from stall to stall to stall and they must comprise at least 60 percent of all the stalls at comic con uh these days bloody funko pop mountains um not a single one of them had uh had elizabeth and then practically it was after we'd given up wasn't it we, we just weren't even looking anymore yeah and happened to move a box and she was under there, mm. discount price in perfect condition. Um, and it was like, yeah, sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was another one of those special moments. As you say, we'd worked so hard looking all over the place. And then it was just, like you say, we weren't expecting it. We'd stop looking. We were just shifting through them for the sake of shifting through them. And, and, uh, and yeah, and there she was. It was, that was, that was good. And then just looking at each other and they're the, like, oh. <gasps> Can you believe it moment? Um, so going back to the original question, uh, can you think of a time when you've spent like a small fortune all at once or maybe even a big fortune uh, uh, purposely trying to avoid, you know, things like cars and and oh, yeah. just, you know, now like adulting. Nothing. Yeah. Talking frivolities. Well, at uh, a separate Comic Con, uh, I uh, I managed to pick up the uh, the Red Knight uh, or the... Um, Oh God, what's he called? Um, uh, the Fire of the First Flame, Funko Pop, basically the the final boss of the guy on the front cover of Dark uh, Dark Souls Three. Okay. Um, I managed to get him for like thirty quid because he's a uh, an exclusive, and felt really chuffed about that. Um, but uh, when I was putting my list of ideas together, um, it would have been last year when I spent an absolute fortune on Hatsune Miku Blu-rays and CDs. Because those things aren't cheap. You, you've got to pay stupid money just to get one. And my collection went from zero to... Uh, hang on, how many have I got? Three consecutive years. Two special edition. Yeah, zero to ten in the space of about three months. Um, <laughs> uh, again, and the, these things weren't cheap. Uh, this one on the screen is one I'm particularly fond of because it was um, Blu-rays and CDs and a big old nicely designed... Uh, vinyl style box set mm. um and i paid less for that than anything else um but you can watch them all on youtube they're all absolutely free uncut on youtube <laughs> but it's like it must have these in the best quality so i could play them <clears throat> all throughout the house um on the big screen um i don't regret a single penny spent on them 
but I would not like to actually jot up the amount I did spend on them. Yeah. How many have you watched all the way through then? All of them. Several times. Um, <clears throat> me and my friend Adam, who uh, he was the one I discovered it with, um, we've just been fanatical on her ever since. He's still buying the CDs. He's importing them from Japan. for. Basically, I cover the DVD side and he covers the... Um, the cd side and then we just sort of get together and have a hatsumi miku party every uh, <laughs> it's a nice little tradition that we've had running um oh actually we must buy the 2019 concert in um there you go that's that's what i'm going to be spending my scholarship money on right um yeah i would say hands down um, no karen no, I was going to say I remember you. Um, you showed me a few things of Hatsune Miku, and I'm not, um, you know, you know me. I I do enjoy my Japanese pop music. It's not something I uh, I would uh, immediately push away. It's something I want to get into more. I um, I don't think I could do that though. Um, <laughs> fantastic collectors' pieces, but uh, as you say, the, the the price that they that they ask of them is uh, it, it is like a, a mini fortune. It's, it is extortion. I found one uh, just before going back to uni, because um, what they do is they'll release the standard edition. This is all in Japan. They'll release the standard edition and then charge £40 plus shipping. Well, £49 plus shipping. So you're paying about 55 quid for it. Uh, and then they also have like the deluxe editions, which have the CD and um, a bonus feature disc and a booklet with them and some nice packaging. But you're looking at, you know, over £100 for those. Mm. And someone on eBay had mislabeled it uh, <gasps> and he put his special edition up for about 20 quid uh so i immediately bought it uh and then texted ad to let him know and he bought one too the guy realized his mistake and cancelled the order no uh, yeah i've got the email somewhere but it's basically one of those things of like this is a specific ebay termination even though i've paid the cash ebay will refund you and go through the whole thing i was so pissed off i had a feeling it was coming because the guy would have been out the best part of 200 pounds I... both deals I didn't but, even know you could do that once a once a purchase had been agreed that you could just cancel it. Surely anyone can do anything, you know, if they decide to just cancel uh, your order after you've already paid for it. Absolutely, it was mis mis um, priced, but it was up there. Oh, how disappointing! Um, yeah, my uh, um purchase. Well, it's not even really purchase. It's it's just a similarly uh, one of those memorable occasions of uh i went out to the local um shopping center just on a on uh, i think it was it will have been during second year actually because um yeah it'll have been at the start of second year or, or just before second year of university and i was feeling a bit down and a bit you know not great for whatever reason and um I just said to myself you know what i'm just gonna buy myself a, f a few things and just make myself feel better through through retail therapy and okay. it happened to be, um, just coincidentally, I don't even think I realised it at the time, but it happened to be on the day that uh, uh, Zelda Phantom Hourglass was released for the Nintendo uh, DS. So, yeah, this still been 2007. And um, it, buying games on release day isn't something I usually do because of the price. But for whatever reason, I went into Virgin Megastore and, and it was uh, £30, which seemed quite, um, quite you know, a, 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 yeah, a, a, a reasonable price for a brand new uh ds game so i thought you know what i'm gonna buy myself that and then that just started a roller coaster of 
uh, a, a Rolling Stone rather of. Uh, then I went and bought myself like half a dozen posters, and you'll remember the uh, the Sin City poster. Um, yeah, very well. I'll bring that up on the uh, on the thing as I'm talking about it. Um, uh, there's uh, yeah, we're trying to do a million things at once. Um, so I bought myself a load of posters just for my uh, room at university and uh oh sin city was yeah it was a a film that we'd recently watched which is uh why i wanted to uh to buy it um and then i think i bought uh, mike poster as a scarface and uh and just a load of others that i felt the need to decorate my room with um i bought a the marvel vault book um which cost a ridiculous amount of money from waterstones and i knew i could have got it cheaper online but again i was just in that mood of i'm just gonna buy things and make myself happy um so that was another thing i bought and just a couple of other bits and pieces dvds and things um and i think it must have come to about 150 pound in the end of all this stuff that i i bought myself just you know without even really planning to do it it um it just happened uh but it you know, it's a it's a bad moral of the story, but it just made me feel better. <laughs> and you know, it's it's the only time I've ever done that before. And uh, you know, it just goes to show that it it stuck in my memory all these years of just a really uh, enjoyable time that I had because I was by myself as well, just thinking mm. I'm just going to please myself and just spend some money. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, that's the, nothing particularly eye catching in any of the stuff I bought. I think Phantom Eyeglass is a bit of a crap game. Um, <laughs> you know, quit on release. Yeah, exactly. I've 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 only flicked through the Marvel Vault once or twice, um, <laughs> so you know nothing long lasting. But um, yeah, what just... about things like your Cowboy Bebop poster and um, and those? Do those not really factor in? Yeah, I've, yeah, of course. Um, that would Absolutely have gone. That, yeah, that would have gone under a surprise category if I'd have had mm-hmm. the forethought to think of. Uh, of a surprise category because you... oh, we should just sprung it on you like surprise surprise um, it's category yeah because oh you were with me then as well weren't you uh, yeah we i was were... on the founder for you yeah, so yeah. Buy, it, buy it buy it buy it been after a cowboy bebop poster for 15 years and um even online struggled to find one and then we were just flicking through the posters at the uh at the local uh sort of pop culture geek store and uh and there there it was a uh, fantastic cowboy bebop uh, poster, so I was like, yes, please, um, for three ninety nine. So that that was a nice uh, find. Um, um, just so... um, bit before we move on to sort of the final topic that's lined up, hmm. where does your um, Audrey Hepburn collection factor into it? Because uh, oh, that is a huge part of your sort of well, two thousand nine through two thousand ten through two thousand eleven. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, um, while yes. That is an entire show all on its own. That little story. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, uh, how to how to put this in a way that doesn't make me sound insane. I suppose there isn't really one. <laughs> well, I did the Evangelion thing earlier, so I'm dragging you down to my level. Yeah, but so in the similar way that Matt was <laughs> obsessed with Evangelion. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just. Uh, um, I went through a, a an Audrey Hepburn period, I guess. I'm not gay, I promise. 
Um, and, <laughs> you told me. <laughs> and yeah, it's just when you um, uh, become fascinated with anyone, I suppose you just uh, dive deeper and deeper and, and the deepest wells were never deep enough. And um, yeah, ended up spending it's not really something it's not something that i try and blank out because it's still a very dear part of my uh, collection and stuff but um i suppose it's like private beyond you know private if yeah. that makes sense it's something that i keep yeah very much something to that's just you yeah um but yeah i spent an absolute fortune over the years on books and dvds and all manner of doodads and things that that caught my eye um yeah uh but uh, yeah, it's if I'm hesitant to share because they're kind of personal. Um, so I, d- I didn't mean to bring it up. I was just curious. No, it's fine. It's such a, a big part of your sort of life and collection and where a lot of your sort of income went. Uh, and yeah, it did. Some resources, point. yeah. Um, it's it's really impressive. I've only ever seen one, uh, no, two Audrey Hepburn films. Uh, garbage. Um, <laughs> no, they, they were very good. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I can see why you were so charmed by it but um yeah yeah it's it just a, a phenomenal collection that you have um, yeah sort of, it, it will for not quite wayland smithers malibu stacy collection levels but it's getting there <laughs> yeah it's something that i mean i wanted to write a book at one point and um uh, you know so buying all all those books and the well the dvds were purely just yeah like, i'm just... not gay dad i'm writing a book <laughs> <laughs> continue <laughs> <laughs> um and so for reference and things that's why just the the extra joys of buying all those things even though it got to the point where i was reading stuff and i was like i know all this this is ridiculous this is that's not true that's factually irrelevant uh i don't know where you source this uh, sorry i was a real encyclopedia at uh, at one point um um but uh but yeah um yeah we'll that's yeah i'll we'll definitely come on to that in a, in a future topic i'll uh i'll force you to sit down and maybe watch one or two films and we can go into all of it then i would relish that opportunity to be honest um, oh well yeah it's always more enjoyable watching a film that you sort of have no context for with an uber fan um like um <laughs> or, or just someone that has background knowledge like the first time i watched godzilla i, I didn't enjoy it all that much but then i went away learned more about Godzilla over the years you rewatch it with or actually no uh, we'll talk about Japanese horror films The Ring um, the more I read about Japanese horror and cultural signifiers and Japanese culture the better The Ring got so um, you know watching an Audrey Hepburn film with uh, you know sort of someone who's uh, <laughs> as astute as you um, <laughs> would be an experience in itself <laughs> yeah but Audrey Hepburn is uh, is much like Godzilla and The Ring <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine it's like how you were telling me about your friend watching uh, watching the postman the other week. It's just like this is where he delivers the post. <laughs> I'm like this is where she lights up the cigarette. It's like just tapping you on the shoulder. Matt that. Um yeah, one day, one day. Um so yeah, the very last uh question in this little topic uh what would you say has been your biggest regret and now that can either mean uh, a regret of something that you've purchased or a regret of something that you wish you purchased and didn't oh ooh, i didn't even think of it from that angle um 
for the longest time, it was um, I had she the ultimate weapon sitting uh, sitting in that spot. Oh, of course, um, yeah. That was one of those because I was fresh into anime and sort of experimenting, and and it was like I, I must know more anime and, and understand what can be um, what else to learn. Um, so I bought it because it was cheapish at HMV, and it was terrible, <laughs> just impossible to put into words on the fly I'd, I'd need to sit down and actually script something to discuss just how truly mind-numbingly terrible this uh these 13 episodes of garbage were um so i i came very close to uh to making that the topic but actually it was the ones i sent to you about uh an hour ago um oh did you comics yeah sorry i sent them to the uh, charisma vacuum Oh, bear with me. Yep, keep keep talking. Uh, keep talking. Um, and it was when I was into um, uh, buying comic books rather than just sort of reading them and watching the TV shows. Um, I was a big fan of Venom and Carnage, like most uh, pubescent boys were in the uh, the early thousands. And so anything that had Venom and Carnage, I was just buying, 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 buying. Um, and uh, I managed to pick up the complete four-issue set of Venom, Carnage, Unleashed, which have uh, some uh, quite good front covers. Um, but, whoa, the, the lack of quality that existed between those covers. Um, just the, the story was utter dross. Um, just terrible. Um, it was so 90s, where the, the artwork was garish but bland. Um uh, so the covers were awful. Um, they moved Eddie Brock out of the city, so it was in San Francisco, so another red flag. Mm. Um, all, all the characters were punks who talked like, yeah, man, we're making up cool jab words <laughs> to, to get back at the man. And, and society don't get me. That's why I live homeless in a in a abandoned apartment block, but the man's doing it to keep us down. But uh, just this... Terrible characters with green hair and punk haircuts. So there was that. Uh, and Carnage could somehow transport himself through the internet to kill people on the other side of the screen. <laughs> and then in the end, he sucks Venom, including Eddie Brock, into the internet. And they they do fighting happens. Um, it, it's terrible. The dialogue, the art. Uh, I think I sent you another picture um, that shows one of the insert pages. You did. Just to demonstrate how truly awful the art style is. But the art is reflective of the uh, the dialogue as well and the story. It's just so awful. Uh, and I was so proud when I got it because, like, ooh, I, I managed to get all four for 31 quid. How how good am I at winning at eBay? Um and this was my reward. So it taught me to be cautious of comics, cautious of eBay, and uh, and to realise that uh, Carnage can be shit. <laughs> Has he got no value all these years later? Then? Uh, well, he's still around. Um, the numerous miniseries. Um, they can still milk Carnage for all his worth. No, I mean those uh, specific comics. They're uh... Oh, God, yeah. They're in my uh, collection of uh, Never Again. Yeah. Along with She the Ultimate Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to pick you up on She the Ultimate Weapon. I didn't mm, buy it. Do. I didn't buy it, but my sister bought it. And um mm. and her story must be identical to your story for it in the fact that I introduced my sister to um anime and we watched uh um 
I think the first thing I ever showed actually was Evangelion, and she was far too young for Evangelion at the time, but <laughs> hey-ho, in, introduced to it she was. Um, and then uh, Fruits Baskets, and um, just one or two other things, I think Air, maybe. And so um, she went out into the world and thought, I like anime, I'm going to buy anime too. And um, she came home with She the Ultimate Weapon. <laughs> I don't know why, you know. Um, granted, it was uh, small pickings back then. We're talking about two thousand and four ish, I think. So I there think were, so, yeah. yeah. So there were there were very limited anime on the store shelves in the UK. Um, but uh, yeah, so she picked up Shieldy's weapon, which is just the most ridiculous front cover of this little uh, Lolita girl with a ginormous machine gun on her arm. Oh. Yeah, but for for everything that we were sort of hoping for anime, it, it ticked the boxes. As uh, an image, it was like, oh yeah, why not? <laughs> this looks like it'll be fun or over the top or in the sort of or, or, Evangelion, you know, the anime's gonna go. Evangelion meets Elf and Leard sort of way. Um, yeah, meets Azuman Gadayo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch it with my sister, so I don't know what she thought. But um, I figured, oh, I'll, I'll have to watch it because, you know, uh, it does look interesting. And you're right. It is a horrible Hypocrisy <laughs> experience. Bad. It is just ridiculous. And um, again, granted, it's been 15 years since I've seen it. And even then, I didn't pay too much attention because of how mind-numbingly ridiculous and awful it is. But it just yeah it it's stays a, with you doesn't it it's like a lingering aftertaste yeah and um it was, it was a bitter medicine to swallow that was a, the first show i ever watched what anime that i ever watched where i was like i have no intention of finishing this at all i just i just don't care because usually even if you don't like a show you, you figure well i've committed so much time to this that uh, i may as well see how it ends and this was the mm. first time where i was like i i, I don't i don't care i don't think there's any <laughs> any way that this can be salvaged um so yeah did you um buy did we have a conversation with that in about it and you picked it up or was that just something you picked up off your own back i just picked it up off my own back because it was just there i was looking for for something else to watch um so it's like yeah sure why not it uh it could be good you know because anime i didn't think it could have been good in the first place and <laughs> blow me down um discovered all these gems so we're just one more for the pile um oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good answer it uh, was it was a lesson learnt. um so uh, yeah I'll, I'll always treasure it for that <laughs> <laughs> uh my biggest I, again i uh, i introduced it the way i did of um uh, a regret of something that you purchased or something you missed out on uh, purely because I didn't know how to uh, approach the topic myself, to be honest. And um, again, I'm very quite... Um, what's the best word with being polite to myself? I don't spend too much money where I don't need to. <laughs> frugal. You're quite frugal. frugal. I'm, I'm frugal with my money. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, and so it isn't really too often that I regret making purchases because I, I tend to put a lot of uh, uh, research into them. Uh, you, you do have the odd slip where I'll purchase something like 
uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst and hate myself. Um, but uh, <laughs> Or the book I've just found on Amazon. Uh, what's that? The Anime MILF Colouring Book. Sexy anime <laughs> girls, high quality illustrations, November twenty twenty. Would you believe? Would you believe it? I think I've seen a YouTube video on that. I think really. Uh, I think Sid Snap did a, a video on it. Oh, perfect! Imagine that to the list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you put into YouTube Sid Sid Snap Milf Coloring Book, I think that should be there. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, I, I decided to go with it the other way rather than uh, regretting purchases and go one that I regret I didn't pick up. And um, that is Zelda, the uh, Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons. Um, this were these were Game Boy Color games that were released uh, towards the end of the nineties, I think. And um, at the time, I was uh, working at a newspaper, and uh, and every day at uh, lunchtime, I go out and walk into the city and. And walk past, um, and just you know, do the do the rounds. You go into HMV, even though you've been in there every single day, and you know what's what and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you go into Game Station, and you go into Game. And anyway, one uh, one lunchtime, I have to be walking past Game Station, and and uh, and there in the uh, window were these two games. Now this is probably two thousand and ten, so this is like ten. 11 12 years after these games were released so they're considered retro and collectibles and things i never picked them up to begin with um and both of them were there and they were 15 pounds each uh totaling 30 pounds um and yeah i was i was making i was making decent money at the time and i said to myself go and buy them why would you not go and buy them these are (laughs) these are for 15 pounds each this is like you will not find a bigger bargain. If I was to go, have gone on eBay at the time, it would have easily been, you know, £30 for one. And for some reason, I hesitated. And, um, you know, in just one of those <clears throat> ways that you can't rationalise, it's like, yeah, but I'm saving up and I don't really need it. And, you know, it it just go in the wardrobe. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I must have been in a bit of a minimalist period or something like that. And um, so my lunch break finished and I went back and suddenly realized as I was sitting at my desk, um, that's stupid. <laughs> go back <laughs> and so much less to live for. <laughs> yeah. Go back and go back and buy them. Uh, but by the time I got off work, uh, the, the store had closed. So I said, right, OK, well, uh, tomorrow lunchtime I'm going and I'm picking them up. And sure enough, they'd been sold the very next day just kind of highlighting what a what a bargain they were um and let's have a look on ebay actually how much will these go excuse me it's gonna be depressing or enlightening who knows trying to get your copies okay uh no problem i'm just trying to think of uh things that i uh regret missing the boat on um the problem is I find something every other week to become fanatical over and I'll either pursue it to an insane degree or leave it for a week and then completely forget about it. But then remember, I forgot about it and then become fanatical about it again. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to ponder that one. <clears throat> Sorry, had a bit of a choking fit there. Ask Matt to fill in for me while I muted my microphone. Um, so, yeah, we can see on these eBay listings, if you're on the Twitch or the YouTube, that um, someone is currently trying to sell uh, both games for two hundred and twenty pounds. Um, 
God, could you imagine if they were your copies as well? Oh God, don't don't even say it. Um, <laughs> someone else, one hundred and sixty pounds. 160 pounds another 200 pounds and that has 35 watches um the one for 200 pounds is 35 watches so you know there are people in there that are considering it 200 um, <clears throat> if i go silent it's because i'm joking 235 pounds so yeah i um that's zelda fans for you yeah i uh, i saw these games 15 pounds each and uh knew i should have bought them didn't and that would have probably been another things I've collected over the years. I've collected many things. Um, this would have probably been like you know the most worthwhile uh, to collect, and uh, and it has royally bit me in the backside. Um, let's have a look at completed items because this is what can, they're trying to sell them for. Can you at least get the uh, the emulator versions of them? Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, emulating the games themselves isn't isn't the problem. A problem. Hundred and five pounds was the last one sold oh, cool. for two of them. <clears throat> it's just the um, spending so long as a collector, and then mm. you know the two things that you don't buy are literally like would have been one of the most expensive things in your collection. Mm. Um, is uh, yeah, two hundred twenty nine pound ninety nine <clears throat> that they've sold for. So I'm going to choke again. So feel for me, Matt. Uh, yeah one collector to another it's like when i um bought the iron man steelbook and uh and then that just led to a, a cascade of then needing to keep collecting the steelbook versions of all the mcu movies and tie-in tv series and oh god the amount of money that's been spent on those over the years yeah uh, but sometimes i think if only i'd missed uh the boat and not got that iron man steelbook i could have been paying reasonable money for uh for all the mcu films for the last <laughs> 10 years um yeah i yeah your uh your steelbook mcu collection is something that i look at and struggle to get my head around I'll be honest. <laughs> it's only because it's too late to stop now i can't suddenly switch to to the regular blu-ray cases yeah the uh, time for that would have been at the end of phase one but ugh. <clears throat> how much do you think you've spent on all those uh oh, together god knows uh, <laughs> let's say an average of 25 pounds each um so then you've got the 23 movies, the five Netflix series, um, two seasons of Agent Carter. Um, fortunately, they, oh no, they did bring out Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. On, on the Steelbooks, but they only got up to season three, so I'm glad I didn't start those. Hmm. Um, oh, Christ knows. <laughs> well over a, <laughs> Far too much. Well over a grand. <laughs> oh my God. No, it can't be that much, surely. My math is terrible. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of money. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a lot, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is, um, without question, my beta. In fact, it's turned into a bigger regret because I honestly didn't know that they were going for that much. I, I would have thought it's like 100 for the both of them, but uh, 250 uh, just rubs salt into the wounds. I can still remember so vividly looking at them through the window. Uh, oh, well, there we go. Um, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to touch on as we finish this topic? Oh, I suppose we could talk about uh, the classic Marvel figurine collection. <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was something you jumped into very late in the game yeah chalk that down as a regret actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is something yeah i spent a foot i i completely blanked that out of my mind <laughs> um yeah run with it for me while i uh while I um bring some so in 2005 up. uh yeah september 2005 um 
Eagle Moss released um, an on-running series of small lead Marvel figures, uh, starting with Spider-Man, and it was um, two figures of Fortnite with the periodic sort of larger special or mega mega special for the bigger ones, uh, like your Apocalypse, your Sentinels, your Odins, your Mojos, um, and it ran from 2005 all the way to 2013, um, and I didn't miss a single bloody issue, um, but. Dan decided to hop onto the bandwagon round about year three of it coming out uh, and then stopped about a year and a half later. So you have a, a really random collection of characters that are sort of now more well-known because they've like appeared in the movies. Um, but for the most part, it was it was all sort of like the Z and B-list characters that he had lined up. There were no Spider-Men, no classic uh villains or x-men or anything like that it was it was sort of like uh mostly avengers <laughs> yeah Hulk villains well exactly yeah it was one of those things of your enthusiasm rubbing off onto me and um it just seemed a, a really nice idea to get a, a figurine in the in the post every every two weeks or every month or whatever it was um and uh, yeah you, you said you were subscribed to it so i was like oh that's really cool and uh, looking at some of the uh, figures, they seem really detailed, and uh, and yeah, we, we were in a bit of a comic renaissance at the time when mm. we, we were really enjoying them. I think, I think we'd um, uh, read through Civil War together, or something like that, and so it just seemed, um, it just it just felt right. And then, uh, as you say, it it never actually dawned on me um, that uh, that we'd gone past all of the classic marvel heroes so <laughs> so i don't have any i don't have spider-man captain america iron man thor any of those um the most well known that i have at the minute is probably uh deadpool I yeah i was thinking deadpool yeah um, um who else do you have um mysterio is good you got mysterio rhino um yeah. falcon wanda how, how do you know this how how, how... <laughs> uh i you know me and my ridiculous memory for details um oh my god the number of times you sort of left out left the room to help your mum out with something and i just ponder and have a look at them it's like oh yeah i've got most of yours catalogued <laughs> yeah um hawkeye <laughs> as well hawkeye. i mean yeah. the, the thing is there are some really they they, they look great um mm. they're really well sculpted uh figurines um and the third that are recognizable <laughs> as being uh the plebs anyway yeah are uh are really good and i'm really happy to have them but uh you think about the money um that was spent i think it was like did you say it was 6.99 yeah 6.99 and, and then they'd uh stealth in a few special <laughs> editions uh every now and again which cost like double or triple or something yeah they were like 20 i think um and so just for the amount of it's one of those things it's like when you sign up for a gym subscription or netflix or something and, and you think oh yeah 10 pound for the month that's that's great i'll do this once and then and then you kind of forget about it but it just keeps cycling on and before you know mm -hmm. it you've had a, a netflix subscription that you barely use for for three years and it's cost you how much would that be 360 quid and you're like yeah what death um, by a thousand paper cuts to yeah. your wallet and that's kind of what happened with the Marvel Classic figurine collection is that they'd come every week and i go, oh, yeah, it's Hercules. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of put it to one side and think, I'll deal with that later. And then, <laughs> and then 18 months later, and there are, you know, you've got a, a big stash of 18 unknown Marvel superheroes. And it's like, what am I going to yeah. do with all these? Oh, they got really bad when it got to like the, the 
three quarters mark. Every now and again, you'd find a character and you'd think, oh, this is crap. And then you'd read about them and go, actually, this is really good. And then I found some uh, some surprisingly good characters as a result of um, the figuring collection sort of reaching the dregs. Mm. Um, but th- there was a lot of crap. Um, it got better as as it near the end, actually. I think they realized that it was coming to a close and they sort of, the, you got your J. Jonah Jamesons and your oh, cool. Hellers and uh, some, some really good ones in the uh, the final leg. But um, yeah, there were a lot of moon dragons and toads and avalanches in uh, in the, the later mid section. I can't imagine the writing for those magazines as well when they need to research and dig up material to, to actually write the magazines that accompanies it. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a job all, all on its own. You don't even really think about. Well, uh, then you get issues as well where um, take Spider Man, you know, where something new was happening every week. And the uh, the magazine started publishing before Civil War happened, um, so it just sort of stops said with like, "Yeah, Peter Parker works for Iron Man now," and it's like, but a month later he unmasks to the entire public, and it's like, "This was an event. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not in the book?" <laughs> um, I think the legacy of the Marvel figurine collection is different for you because you've got a, a really nice display. Mm. Uh, of all yours but for me it's it's lasting legacy has been what the hell am i gonna do with all these figurines <laughs> that i don't really want no one's gonna buy them they're absolutely worthless what the hell do i do with them all uh, <laughs> and i think it's it's that as well spending all that money and then knowing that it's completely worthless and <laughs> uh and you can pick these things up now for for pittance on uh on ebay i think mm. you know full collections just like just take it <laughs> i don't even want money just take it off me yeah the, the wife le- won't let me keep them <laughs> mm. um so yeah it's things like that are uh, learning experience I, I think very expensive learning experiences i mean yeah. they, they do look good where they are i suppose but um it's a matter of if i could have just kept it to the core characters that i like but, yeah, but... it's it's more noticeable for the lack of Spider Man and Wolverines and uh and Ben Grimm's more than anything, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent right. Uh, yeah, as a sort of like rounding things up, uh that brings me nicely to uh your signed copy of um Ultimate Spider Man Annual Two? Annual three? Oh I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good purchase. Again, it's because these things aren't uh, bought in from like high street trade. high street stores. It's um, uh, I bought it from um, Midtown Comics or something like that online. Yeah, just uh, Brian Michael Bendis signed copy of. Um, let me try and look into it. Um, I think it's. I'm pretty sure it was Annual Two, wasn't it? Let's have a look. Ultimate Spider Man. You were besotted with Ultimate Kitty Pride, and with good good reason. Yeah, she's uh, I really love the character, and at, at that moment, no, it's it's the first issue, so it's the first annual. I thought it was, oh. uh, but I didn't want to overrule you in all your knowledge. Um, well, you should do. Now I look like a fool. <laughs> fool of a took. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, the signed issue one of the Ultimate Spider-Man uh, annual, and. Um, it's their own little adventure, isn't it? I think it's like yeah. one of the first times that they have their own um, adventure between them, where she's outside of the X Men, and it's really it was it was um, one of my favorite comics for the longest time, just because I think it's such a charming little story, and uh, I'm really endeared me to her, her character as a whole because in the X Men 
um, 616 as they are now. We're very past the, uh, we're past the, um, let's say the high point of the 80s Kitty Pride, mm. where she was, you know, she was, uh, kick ass ninja. Yeah, well, she was America's darling of the comic book scene, really, wasn't she? The, the, yeah. the, the way that Chris, Chris uh, Claremont wrote her, she was, um, a big star and, uh, and had a huge following. And she represented the, uh, everyday American girl that kind of, you know, was experiencing this uh, this craziness of, of being a mutant, and she was very uh, widely beloved because of that. And um, and then, while she was always an important part of the X Men, um, she, at least in the comics, she never really transitioned to the mainstream. I think she wasn't in the animated show, was she? She was in the the pilot episode. Uh, yeah, uh, Pride of the X Men. Mm. Um, but and then they dumped uh, her. No, yeah, they dumped her because they couldn't really find a way to make her powers um, uh, pop on screen the way that Jubilees did. Um, yeah. You know, it's sort of very difficult to, to do sort of a flashy. Uh, I'm not meaning to be punful with this, but um, it, she can walk through walls. That's great. But Jubilee can make bright things happen with loud noises. And this is the 90s and this is a children's TV show. So Jubilee will be our surrogate character with a big old yellow coat and uh Dark Knight Returns glasses. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and so I think um, from going from the high point of the eighties, she was largely forgotten about in the mainstream in the nineties, and then even in the um, X Men films, uh, mm. they forgot about her until the third one. And so, to me, um, it was only really, uh, even though she was in, as I say, she was she was featured quite heavily in the comic books. It was only really when Brent Bendis brought her to the forefront in the Ultimate Spider-Man series, where um, I sort of took notice of uh, of her and her backstory and stuff, and uh, and yeah, he, he did a really really great job, I think. Um, mm. Granted, this is from fifteen years ago now. <laughs> oh no, it still holds up. I, I go back and reread Ultimate Spider-Man fairly regularly. Mm. Um, that and the Astonishing X-Men um, again, superb use of Kitty Pride. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, she she holds up wonderfully in uh, in Bendis' run. And um, a bit of a spoiler, but they um, Kitty and and Peter, I think, do they get together at the end of that, or are there are hints that they're going to get together? And uh... I think they do get together in this one, don't they? Yeah, and it's a nice little romance mm. story on top of that of um, this cute teenage. Uh, teenage yeah, yeah. They're, they're both cute and dorky and awkward and it's really sweet and sincere yeah. and they never really follow through with that in any meaningful way in the comics following it which always really disappointed me um, it was treated almost as a oh yeah because um, what happens uh, Peter dumps her pretty soon after that doesn't he it's it's the, uh, the result of the Clone Wars isn't it mm. um, MJ gets single again and he rescues mj and they hook up and and then he just kind of shrugs kitty off doesn't it? it's like oh right i can be with mj now yeah um, it's a really disappointing i mean it's it's true to life yeah. in many respects but it, it is i always found it really um quite yeah um no how they end up moving in together don't they uh what point is that after, after the uh the god-awful um Oh God! What was it called? Um, ultimatum. After ultimatum, um, and everyone's sort of displaced, um, and all the mutants are on the run, and you end up with Peter, Iceman, Bobby Storm, uh, 
Kitty oh, Pride, right. Gwen, Carnage, Gwen, and MJ essentially all living in one roof. And it's it was a really fun little uh, arc. It's a shame that it didn't last longer because it was absolutely wonderful. Uh, yeah, a it... comic book cover I absolutely love where it's all of them just sort of and squabbling around Aunt May. Um, yeah, it's too short lived that run. Yeah, it didn't last very long at all, did it? Because I remember thinking, oh, this is how they're going to revitalize the series. Excuse me. And then um, it seemed to be no sooner did that happen than Bender suddenly decided that he wanted to, um, spoiler, uh, kill Peter off and uh, and bring in Miles Morales mm. and totally undermine the really fantastic dynamic that um, that he built between them. But didn't, yep. didn't they destroyed the wider universe at some point or was that all part of it oh yeah they they inevitably brought peter back from the dead and then um oh what was it called um ah that there was an event uh, like time runs out i think it was called and basically all the the universes they essentially did a final crisis Mm. and merged all the universes into one then you had the battle world secret war and then when that was done they just sort of cherry picked who they wanted and just said okay right there's one earth We've got Miles Morales and Spider-Man and, and everyone's here now, all your favourite characters. Um, and then a few years later they went, yeah, but also the multiverse still exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, fair to say they made a mess of it. They uh, really did. And then Bendis and... went to write Superman, so that sort of speaks for itself. <laughs> it really does. It's It's been a rocky road. But anyway, we've drifted off topic. <laughs> we massively drifted off topic. Um, but yeah, to circle back round, uh, I did. I, I got a signed copy of this comic and it was only like £10 or something like that. So it was a real, real bargain. Um, but uh, again, it's just one of those things that I picked up online and it arrived one day in the mail. So it, it, it fades into all the other purchases <laughs> that you make by mail. If I'd have found it in a comic book store, it, it would be definitely, I'm sure, one of uh, one of these treasured memories that we're speaking of. Um, right, uh, we, we'll leave it there, Matt, um, as long as there's nothing else you'd like to say. No, that's perfect timing. My battery's uh, sort of getting worryingly low at this point, so uh, I was about to sacrifice sound quality for battery power. Then we timed it perfectly. There is one more thing, though, to uh, to bring up for next week's show. Now, I'm not sure if we're going to go through with this. As I'm thinking, uh, there may be changes. We may decide to scrap it. But uh, we've been toying with the idea just to change things up and bring a bit of a uh, niche flavor to the show. That we're going to um, do, for want of a better term, a bit of a, uh, an improv um topic from time to time as i say it might not be a topic it might just be a bit of a something um yeah and what we decided is that we're going to take a random uh, in uh, movie title generator we're going to click choose a genre we're going to hit generate and we're going to try and uh, make a synopsis for um for whatever comes out the other end um <laughs> So yeah, we're still working the kinks out, but if we decide to do this next week, um, then... (laughs) It could be a lot of fun, or it could be a recipe for disaster. Well, exactly. I'm going to... Well, what happened was, I was testing it out, and uh, and the first one that came out was absolute gold. And I thought, right, okay, so I'm keeping this one, and um, this is what uh, we'll work towards. Now... Again, I'm not sure how we're going to do it. Um, it might be that you have a title and I have a title. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. But um, 
yeah, so this I took a screenshot of the first title to come out, and this will be our first um, synopsis for next week. So I'll, <laughs> I'll wait for you to see it first, and this is what we have to go for. It's in the middle of the screen, if you can see it. It's a romance. It's a romance okay. movie. <laughs> so we got a. It's a romance movie called "Becoming Her Parents." <laughs> <laughs> okay, already got it. I've already got it. <laughs> I thought that was just gold because um, <laughs> it's so twisted. <laughs> oh, I love it! Brilliant. So yeah, um, one way or another, it might just be Matt's turn. We might uh, chip in one at a time. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. But yeah, for next week, uh, for either a topic or a section of the show, uh, we're going to come up with a synopsis for a romance movie called Becoming Her Parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm greatly looking forward to this. Uh, I finally feel my skills are going to be utilised to their fullest. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that goes well. Um, so yeah, we, we'll leave it there. Thank you all for sticking with us. Um, it's been uh, another enjoyable show down memory lane. Uh, we are going to, as we've been saying for a while now, we are going to segue away from these uh, memory filled shows and, and going to do something a bit more to the point. And uh... it gives them a flavor of us really, doesn't it? I suppose, yeah, you know, we're, exactly. we're building up a, a viewership or at one point we can build up a viewership and um, this gives them a, a sort of a flavor of the man. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be nice shows to have in the archive for future reference for people yeah. to come back to. Um, but yeah, so um, thank you for joining us. It's been uh, a pleasure. We hope that uh, if you are American, you uh, are enjoying your Thanksgiving. And um, for anyone going out on Black Friday tomorrow, the best of luck. Um, and take... if you find a copy of Persona 5 Steelbook, send it to Dan. His address will be posted in the link. <laughs> That'd be very nice. Uh, but yeah, thank you once again. Uh, thank you, Matt, for joining me. And uh, we'll speak to you next week. See you, everyone. Bye.